Local acts only. Local acts only. What? Local acts only. Welcome to Local Acts Only, the podcast hosted by Joe and Jack. We are sitting here with George Haas, a.k.a. the Black Raven. Hi. And Darius, a.k.a. D, a.k.a. Zero to Dero. What to do? What's up, boys? What's happening? How you doing? You know, we're doing. We're always <laughs> doing. Um, I actually want to talk about your names a little bit. Our Instagram names? Yeah. Or just like, our is, regular names. No, no, no. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah, who named who named you George? <laughs> I think no. my dad. <laughs> no, your Instagram name. Is there like <laughs> I was like, damn. I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. Got real fucking personal. Is, is, <laughs> the, you is, there, is there like significance to Blackjack the, Raven? Yeah, Blackjack Raven. Oh, oh Black that's Jack like Raven. my um, alter ego that mm-hmm. I like t- to think of myself as. Like if I were to change my name, it would be Jack Raven. Oh yeah. What's yeah. the like any meaning behind it that you want to explain? Um. Well, I think for just ego reasons, it just sounds good. <laughs> Two, it's my mom's last name, Raven. Ah. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. Okay. Makes sense. And then my favorite writer is Jack Kerouac. So I was like combining these worlds, and I was like, I feel like I could look like a Jack Raven, and personify it. So it's like my alter ego. Blackjack Raven sounds like a, yeah. a bounty hunter in a Western movie. Sounds that sounds badass, cool, dude. too. I'll take that. Yeah. That sounds sick. That's my I can't wait to see it like, printed on books. Blackjack <laughs> Raven. And then we one got... One day. One day. I hope so. We got Zero to Dero over here. Dero, man. Um, Dero came from, like, uh, you know Mortal Kombat? I never played. I know. Mortal yeah, Kombat, yeah, Sub-Zero. He's very cold because oh, uh, nice. my flow is just too cold. It's at zero, so... Just put a, my first name starts with D, so zero to zero. That's how it goes. That's rad. I love it. I got like hard nipples from just listening to that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it was that cold. Shit. <laughs> so I just want to start out by saying, in general, like, I feel like I'm already going to get deep. Um, what? You guys are like, mean a lot to me personally. Like, I've been inspired a lot by you, George, with your writing and. Thank to you. be o- more open about my writing and like I fucking love you Darius like <laughs> yeah. your bass you too, your your bass playing like really inspires me um I just love the shit that you guys do um do you guys want to talk at all about how like I've been thinking about this a lot recently like how important it is the people that you like surround yourself with to you guys Oh that's like, very you, important that's Do you find important. that um you know what I mean the people around you are going to determine where you're going to be. You know what I mean? So if you have driven people around you, you're going to be driven. If you have people who don't really do much, you're not going to do much. You know what I mean? Because sure. at the end of the day, the people around you are going to affect you. So is what it is. When did you Definitely. like... Sometimes did you, you got to separate. You yeah. Know what I mean? Did you realize that earlier on in life or like later? 
Early on, no. Yeah. I would say later. I would say later on. Yeah. I, I remember. You live like, and you learn, you know? Yeah. Always hearing it and always being like, eh, whatever. Like, doesn't matter. And then, like, one day it just clicked and I was like, oh, fuck. I got to start being around people that I want to be more like. And you sometimes, know? you know what I mean? Uh, it's the, the best thing you could do is be alone for a little bit. You yeah. You know what I mean? Collect yourself. For sure. Really know exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? Stick to your personal truth and the yeah. right people will come along, you know? That's so true. That's man. so yeah. true. That's something that we were kind of talking about the other night. I was pretty drunk, so I don't remember the <laughs> exact specifics of it. I kind of feel bad that you guys had to have the conversation. No, that, it was a great conversation. It was I very just, heartfelt. Like, bombed in on it, but like the importance of like taking time for yourself, really. You know, Definitely. that's very important, man. Yeah, for and, sure. And what you said before, you know, how important it is to surround yourself around like the, the people who help drive you and stuff. I I noticed that a lot. Like recently, recently, even like in some of the other episodes of the podcast, I talked about like, you know, we've talked about a lack of motivation or like hard to like do things. And especially like, you know, the funk in your mind of, you know, creating music and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, the mental blockage that happens with that. Ever since we started doing this podcast every night, I'm like, damn, I got to try harder. <laughs> it's like there's so many, uh, so many like talented people out here that's just like and experiencing you know just sitting down and talking with people like you guys it just helps me be like yeah you know i, I it helps me uh, find my motivation to everybody's got their own obstacles yeah. you know what i mean yeah everyone handles them differently yeah. you know so it took me to find like people who are already like have that attitude of being 100 percent. and wow that's scary <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the leaning tower of pizza up there before I was just always hanging out with kids and just like will make music and just basically make the equivalent of noises all the time and it just never really stuck and I would just get bored easily but it wasn't really I always thought it was someone else it was always somebody else's fault for like oh yeah their their lack of musicianship like quote unquote music musicianship mm. but then I had to find out to be around other people no it was just me You're just choosing it was who people. I was that I was surrounding myself oh with people yeah who didn't want to be 100% and then when I met met people and play with people and when they play they're not just putting 50% or like they're just kind of just playing they're like trying to do something with what they're doing in that moment and that has always inspired me like <clears throat> I can mention Chris Nabil like biz biggest oh inspiration God. his work ethic is just unfathomable and that inspired me like look at this kid he picked up guitar in two years he's better than most people i know us talking about him actually like inspired me it, a, a lot of things inspired me to start like really grinding like learning how to play music yeah and like that talk about him really inspired me because what did you say he sat and played for like how long you Said eight like hours eight, eight a day. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was That's playing nuts. for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, if I put in 30 minutes a day, I'll mm -hmm. get out whatever. If I put in an hour, I'll get out like a lot more than that. And then mm -hmm. if I like do even more than that, like I'm going to get more than that. You exactly. Know? And you just like. I think like every day you got to act like you're, you're rehearsing for like the biggest audition. Yeah. Like for your life. And if you just do that and have that attitude i think like that reflects on how you're gonna approach like what you want to do but i think like with that we easily get so lost and putting a lot of pressure on ourselves mm -hmm. yeah and then we just lose faith right away yeah and i think like this is where having good uh habits of 
just keep remind yourself to be humble like don't put too much pressure on yourself these qualities of like what we're talking about why it's important these personal development things these self-help things yeah so integral for music because who you are reflects in your art oh yeah and that's what darius said like he said that uh at the fire last Mm -hmm. time and he what did you say i'm gonna paraphrase it's like i see like even the negativity is coming out even like when i'm not taking care of myself oh yeah 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 and you said it like really just so profoundly it was just i can't even remember exactly how i said that but i know what you're talking about yeah yeah no i i kind of remember a little bit now yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, it's interesting you bring that up because when it comes to mental health and just general mentality amongst musicians it's a very important thing and a lot of musicians you know go through that whether it be from personal life or even just the insecurity of being a creator but i've i've heard a lot of you know fellow musicians or people say that like it sometimes feels like you're a better artist or a better creator when you're at the worst part of your life or when you are the worst version of yourself you can be well i I guess that all depends on like the person you know what i mean because like i guess that all depends like on the person because yeah you know what i mean there's like a time where like i guess i wasn't in the best place in my life but because of those times i'm like proud to be who i am today you know what i mean like i see the growth yeah exactly i feel like um the way i make music it reflects on like how i'm doing personally so like i feel like within this past year i've seen or like experienced a lot of growth within myself uh with like staying consistent and like trying to build healthy habits so like that goes over into my music and like things are going a little more fluently now you know what i mean yeah now do do you feel like if you were to take two songs one that you wrote during a bad time or one that that you wrote during a good time in your life like do you feel like there's a difference between quality or does it just hit different really um i would say the quality the quality uh is definitely going to be better like versus when i wrote something like in the past that like when i wasn't in that great of a place Mm -hmm. but that's just because i stayed consistent and like i'm always working on music so like you know no matter what you stay consistent and time goes on you're going to look back and you're going to see the growth within your craft you know what i mean but like as of creativity wise um it it all comes from a different place you know what i mean like whether it's a sad song or a happy song like it's just it's from a different place like from within you know what i mean so yeah the creativity i feel like is still uh at its level it's just like the craft and the quality i would say is better oh you just mentioned like adding healthy habits to your like daily routine in your life yeah what are like some of the like healthy habits that you have that you uh have? you know you can even start with something small just like waking up and uh making your bed right away yeah you know after that um I make a cup of tea and then I just start saying my thank yous. Just, uh, you know, thankful for a home, thankful for, you know what I mean? You got to be, you got to make sure you keep yourself in check and be thankful for the little things so you can make room for uh, when the bigger things come. You know what I mean? So it's just uh, something I do to keep me humble, I guess. Yeah. You know? I like the idea of like just making your bed in the morning because I was reading this book recently. I told you about it. Um, yeah. Sorry. Um, throws me off um i was reading this book recently and it was talking about how like if you treat your space all of your spaces as sacred like you're you're gonna have more respect for them and be more appreciated be more appreciative of them 
like for example like not like just throwing your clothes on the floor because it like doesn't look as nice mm. and you're not going to have as much respect for yourself or your space if you're just like throwing shit everywhere i definitely would have to say that i feel like i'm more uh productive when i pretty much just like keep my area clean yeah so i i could say that uh mm-hmm. i agree with that you know yeah, hundred percent. The more clutter around me, the more clutter in my mind. It's definitely a reflection. Yeah, it's definitely a reflection. It's really, you know? it's really, really important stuff that you like normally would not think of to matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes, oh, it's like, OCD. The biggest difference. I think like a habit. It's like if you're gonna learn how. I I had this thought recently. It's like talking about being the hundred percent. It's like if you're not gonna be a hundred percent with what you do with what you want to do the most. Then think about trying to be 100% with what you do with the mundane tasks throughout your day, like cleaning the dishes. Like I was doing that. I was trying to practice that today. It's like, okay, I'm going to really intentionally clean every dirty spot in, in the dish that I just used. And I think when you intentionally do something to try to be 100% with what you do, and then like I practice meditation, I'm like, I'm going to try to focus and be, I'm not going to try to be perfect in this practice. I That's not meditation anymore. Yeah. But I'm just going to intentionally allow myself to be what I think is 100%. And when you do that, that you only exceed your expectations, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, I just I'm going through the craziest results right now as as you see it. You know, like, look at me. I'm perfect. Like, no, it's not like that. But I think it's just like it's a philosophy I've been really sticking with. And it's it's kind of stoic in a way. Yeah. The more growth, like the more you realize you have a lot more to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The more, For sure. I mean, like the more you pay attention to how you water the, the seeds, they're just going to grow. That's right, man. And, and I love how, you know, you, both of you guys pay attention to like the little things like either washing the dishes or, or just generally like going through the things you're thankful for in the morning. Like, because that's, where, that's are, where it all starts, man. Yeah, the, those know. things are very important. I like that a lot, too. And I feel like that. a ton of people, like more people than should have a problem doing that or a struggle with doing that, kind of. Mm. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever struggled with, like, you know, I guess overcoming the little things or, or even just, like, becoming thankful for the little things? Oh, like yeah. No doubt. There's, there's times where, you know, um, I'm not in uh, mentally, I feel like, the best place. And then it almost starts to feel like uh, guilt comes about because it's like, you know, I, I realize that I should be thankful for this right now and right now, but my mind will be focused on what I should have. And that's where, like, I'm wrong. That's where you got to take a step back and ground yourself. And that's, like, why it's important for me to wake up every day and say my thank yous and, and get that routine of, like, the, the good habits. You know what I mean? That's so, awesome, man. you know, you have that consistency. And then, um, you know, when you get that get to that place, that low place, it's easier to dig yourself out of it you know what i mean because you've been consistent with the good things so that's that's amazing it's very humbling yeah i love that mm. that it's great answer yeah i i talked a little bit earlier to you guys know nick santiago right the kid that we work with nick santiago yeah he has like black hair on one side and uh blonde hair on the other side okay you know what i'm talking about now? Uh, I don't, yeah i don't know Young you don't vigilante. know vigilante he was here uh oh he came i think he left on. before yeah you. yeah i think he left um, anti-hero on instagram yeah young, shout young out vigilante oh i've seen his instagram seven thousand i think right uh seven hundred seven thousand seven hundred whatever it is but we were talking and um it was like we were talking about like moving out and stuff and like the things that we want versus the things that we can have right now 
and you just like can't think about the things that you want really like like i want like a lot of stuff for the podcast right but like it's just not attainable right now but you gotta I look at focus on right, right now, now yeah you know what i mean like, like what right can you now, do with the move exactly. right now and you know what i mean because you'll get there yeah you know what i mean just as long yeah. as you keep focusing there, on the right stay. now yeah yeah it's crazy That's remember sierra said the same thing it was like yeah. if you focus too much on the future you already missed it yeah yeah mm. That's pretty dope. For sure. Yeah, I'm always much more impressed by, like, bands or people in general with what they use with what they have. Yeah. And that's why I've always, like, liked artists who just always had this, like, minimalist approach or their stories when they recorded their first album. And they were like, yeah, we had only, like, a cassette tape and that's it, you know? Yeah. And then people go crazy for that shit and they try to recreate recreate that and that's why lo-fi is such a popular thing because it's such a diy approach and i think and why it becomes relatable is because we all can relate to being broke yeah (laughs) you know it's cool i never never thought of lo-fi that way that's really interesting that's awesome i think like anything like why why we're drawn to certain things is because we can relate to it yeah definitely like certain music you know we see ourselves in it so we want to become it but that becomes also uh not only like a fork in the road for me because it's like that becomes delusional i think a lot of people get caught up in the delusion of who they see themselves as Mm -hmm. when they become Hmm. like a musician it's and it's not even a musician anymore it's just like their idea of what a musician looks like and and then as as it is being (laughs) an actual musician just playing for the sake of playing for yourself and just wanting to do it and, and entertain people but people have underlying intentions i think yeah and they sometimes. don't and they're in denial we're all in denial of our own delusional self and i think like sorry i'm ranting but no 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 keep going um rant away uh, it's something i've been really notice noticing for the past few years and be- becoming aware of since i've been studying a lot of uh buddha philosophies and the hardest thing that I've always struggled with is delusion because, you know, we go through our, our outfits are kind of always dependent on the, who we think we are. Like when I wear this, I think I'm, I feel good because I think I look good. Like the so, clothes we pick out before we leave the house yeah. is the image we want to other, other people, people to see rather than necessarily who we are. And time. that's fine. That's healthy. Like right. that, I think that's a normal thing, but I think like, I think it's good to ha- have that thought like what am i doing this for and that becomes a scary thought yeah that's that's because that becomes existential that's and to go back to music what am i doing this music for am i doing it because i want to do it or am i just doing it because i want people to see me doing it Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like man i feel like you can both you can kind of it's something joe talks about a lot little little sneak preview there might be a t-shirt with the idea on it um but like real recognize real yeah so like you can you can recognize almost when people are like genuine and like putting something out because it's theirs and like they like it and they love Mm. it and when it's something that's like they're doing it because they have like a fan base that's like expecting a certain thing like i Mm. like there's djs that i know that have like really like like bad fan bases kind of and Mm. it's like they all the music that they make like that's like unreleased is like so cool like when you go to their shows and stuff but then when you like look at the album and listen to the album it's like a bunch of stuff that's to appeal to this like 
big fan base that they mm. have rather than just releasing what they love which ends up being like so much better because it's something that yeah, they really it's like sincere. put themselves in it's genuine it's sincere. like they're genuinely doing it for them yeah then it is now they're only just becoming like an entertainer that like is they're making music for them artist. they're making music for them and not for themselves you're pretty much saying yeah exactly and you know what it's it's, it's awesome that you bring that up because i not to sound like i'm going against my own mantra of real recognized real but because i've always been the i've always lived by that and i've always loved the expression artist for the artist um but it, i i'm fascinated to hear what you guys think um about the concept of just being a artist or a performer in any way or musician because we all know that we love to make music or just create art in general because it makes us feel good yeah but there's the other end of that which is that we are also in a way performers even if you're a musician who doesn't always that, I'm like yeah who it's like entertainment yeah exactly yeah. necessarily you're not if even if you're a musician who isn't always necessarily playing in front of people all the time you maybe don't do a lot of live shows and stuff you're still making a product for other people you're an, an, like you said an entertainer and mm -hmm. a performer mm. um and it makes other people feel good and other people enjoy it and that makes us feel even better yeah so and i've had a i've know a lot of friends and i've seen a lot of other musicians go through this like identity crisis well because eventually the lines get blurred of you know who is the musician and is the art really for me or is it for those people do i feel good because i'm making this or do i feel yeah. good because other people like what i'm making yeah and like i think that's a struggle a lot of artists have had and still have yeah because i think you want to live up to who 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 you are in these lyrics and these songs and people are already creating images in their head of who, who, who you are when you're singing those lyrics. Are you actually that person? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was the struggle like Kirk Cobain had, you know, like there was always that expectation on him right. to live up to his own lyrics, but he was changing. He was progressing, doing things he wanted to do and all his contract and his record label was expecting him to just make another nevermind right and his reaction was in utero which was just recorded by uh steve albini and he just <laughs> duct tape fucking microphones to the ceiling yeah and had shitty recording gear and that was his like reaction to it and i think it's really that's when you know an artist is being genuine when he's just trying to go against what people are trying to tell him to do and just be who he is but that's the struggle and i think that's what attracts us because kirk cobain is a huge archetype yeah. of a musician that struggled and didn't have a happy ending yeah. and i think we all are so why we love it is because we see ourselves in it and that but that curates this delusion and this like self-destructive attitude towards like oh i have to fuck myself up to become an artist and it's like no you don't and you know and it's weird because like it's not only just music it's with art mm -hmm. like people think like you have to be talking a certain way or thinking a certain way to be like a basquiat or like a picasso and mm -hmm. it's just like no you don't you just be yourself and do what you want and people are going to pick up on how genuine you are and i think like i made a post recently too about that is that like i always get so caught up in trying to be who i am who i think i am at least to other people and trying to try to go towards of just being my idea of myself 
and then I'm just like, oh wait, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> and I think people, no, no matter what, no matter what, people will like you for the reason why they always liked you because of your kindness, your truthfulness, and how caring you are and how loving you are and your, how compassionate you were or are still. And those qualities still live in you, but we just abandon them because we think it makes us either too soft or we just don't think it's serving us anymore because we go through some shit and we harden, we close. But like people don't ever forget those times when you were nice and you were good to them. Yeah. And I have to, I feel like all my life is now just like working towards that, going back to that space, that mindset of just, just be a good person. Don't be a dick. (laughs) You know, like simple as that. Do you guys feel like that's something that's happening in the indie or local music scene now? Like, do you think, do you feel like the indie scene is, you know, pretty genuine, at least from artists you know or like or something like that? Or do you feel like there's a certain facade? When it comes to like indie music, um, I feel like uh, majority of the music that I hear is pretty genuine. But like when it comes to modern day uh, pop slash like rap music, I feel like uh, there's just a lot of fakeness. There's just a lot of fakeness and even if not fakeness, just negativity or just like not inspiring the youth in the best way. And like that's where I feel like um, I step in with my music because I want to offer like a a good, catchy, uh, fun flow. But like my lyrics aren't about violence or or like anything like that, which is like, you know, you look at the top 10 trending songs, guarantee you at least more than half of them are going to talk about killing or some type of narcotic abuse or something like that you know what i mean Mm. so um i don't know i just feel like today's music uh something needs to change someone needs to step in and uh you know i mean show people that there's a different different way you know what i mean because what's popular right now is not what's what's cool or like what's at the end of the day right you know what i mean that's fascinating Uh, and i totally agree with you too Mm -hmm. Uh, um because now you're talking about like that whole you know those poor themes or messages of popular music and 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 george what you said about uh kurt cobain when we're drawn to that type of you know tragedy archetype right i feel like and maybe i'm only thinking about this as a you know as a thespian or a theater person like is, is it do you think it just has to do with us as like a natural coding and as us as humanity like do we are we just drawn to tragedy? Are we just fascinated yes, with tragedy? Of course, it's it's ingrained not only in theater but like just in hu- human life. Like, why are we? Why is there a majority of people still watching fucking reality TV shows and keeping up with the Kardashians? Because we like drama, we like mm-hmm. tragedy, we we like things when things don't work out, but we also like it when people figure it out too, and mm-hmm. they work through it. It's I feel like, like it's it's a mix between um, people like starting to uh, like consciously, uh, consciously, I guess you could say grow. And then you got the people that are still stepping back and like still in that. You know what I mean? Because I feel like throughout time, um, there's just there's bad and there's good. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not. I'm not even sure. I like. I like lost what I was saying. Shit, but oh, that's okay. <laughs> no, I like where he was going. Yeah. And um, with Buddha's concept of like 
the the first noble truth is that life is suffering. So no matter what, we're always going to have shitty music, but we're mm. also going to get good music because the good music is going to be a reaction to it. Right. That's the that, like duality. Human human yeah. nature, like there's bad and good in like know? everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's just like you yourself, like make the choice. Yeah. It's you know what I mean? You make choose. your habits. I f- do what you do. I find it weird that uh, how humans are fascinated with tragedy because I've come across people and some artists and musicians or whoever who have kind of like, I don't know if they necessarily meant it, but have thought about the idea of like, man, I wish I had like a word, not I guess like a, like a worse life or like a more tragic pageant backstory because that's normal though. It yeah. Would, I used like, to think that all the Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like my life's so dull. Why does anything bad happen to me? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like motherfucker. <laughs> like, you'll, like, come you'll, on. You'll, they'll, they'll look up to a, a, a famous musician or someone who had a very hard life or tragic backstory and be like, I kind of wish my life was worse just so <laughs> I can make better art. Well, I'm like, that's, I don't know. I, I that would always like this toss is, me up because I I, don't I know never how really to feel talk about, about this a lot. I think about it, and that's a fucking great like finish what you're saying. But like no, I that's love it. This. I'm just, yeah. I'm confu- uh, that that's all it was. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm just like you know what woke me up from that, and it's actually really corny. But Kendrick Lamar came out with this song with his album Section Eighty called Poe Man Dreams, and there was this one line, and he was like basically talking about how he wanted to go to jail for killing a man, but he never did it. And he's like, I want to look at the judge's face while he sentences me. And that line stuck to me because, like, at the time in sixth grade, I wanted to become a rapper. And I, I thought the same thing. I was so attracted to the tragedy and the, the violence that I wanted to become it. And then when I heard that song, I, the, like, that whole line just hit me because he basically described what, what I was trying to be like. And he, like, was looking at it as, a, like, a third-person view. And... I didn't, I, you know, in sixth grade, I didn't know how to think philosophically or think about the, those things, but music was the only thing that was guiding me. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I think that was like the initi- initiation to that type of thinking and being aware of like delusional, uh, delusional thinking and getting caught up with identity, with trying to create a persona for people. And show that maybe you're hard or you're this or that. But I think why we why we do that and why we want to do it, and this is uh, just a theory, but I think we j- just do it because we're compensating. We're compensating for our own insecurities. Mm. Wow, man. So you've mentioned – I was going to talk about it later. It was actually the last point that I had, but you've mentioned it twice. And I, I want to hear you talk more. And I don't know if you might – I don't know, but – Buddhism and spirituality. Mm-hmm. We could go there for a little bit. Um, yeah, shoot me. So, like, I I know, like, a little bit. I took a class in college on Buddhism, so I know a little bit of the mythology. And, like, I have a, I don't know, super broad, like, top poor yeah. understanding. I'm not the do best, wanna, but yeah. I'll give you the best I can get. I was going to say, do you want to just, like, for everyone listening who doesn't know anything about it, like, just the, like, main concepts and ideas behind it? So, with... We'll, we'll talk about the biggest misconception about Buddhism, the word Buddhism. So Buddhism was a word that was created after Buddha died, and it was his followers that created the ism. And I think a lot of people get unattracted by an ism or, like, an anity. Some, like, <laughs> where you're describing Rightfully a, so. a religion. Sometimes. And when you're making something sound dogmatic, 
I think a lot of people are who suffer from ancestry trauma or just any kind of trauma from experiencing what they went through in the church because mm-hmm. in the church a lot not to knock on the church but like there's what their idea of what a sinner is kind of alienates who you are as a person and i think a lot of people become rebellious because because of that which is beautiful yeah because then you get some great like art material <laughs> but at the same time it's traumatizing yeah right. it's extremely traumatizing so when you say an ism i think it's like i I wish people refrain from that, but it's just like it's so in, imbe- indebted. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, embedded. 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 Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. What would you call it? Embedded in our Western culture. What's up? What would you call it if you could call it something else? A Buddha philosophy. A, the Buddha a, philosophy. The Buddha philosophy. Buddha yeah. theory. So, yeah. so do you want to go in a little? On Ooh, all right. I I don't want to make this only about it, but yeah, um, no. I mean, but so essentially. I think it's important for me, and this is my interpretation of Buddha philosophy or Buddha psychology. Is in my own experience, is for me, is just practicing essentially to be in the moment and learning to um, accept, let go, appreciate, and all those. I think cycle within itself of what Buddha's taught it that's like the basic formula like if but i feel like i feel like um that's just something that's necessary for like people in general yeah but for me personally i really don't know uh too much about buddhism but um i can say that those are things that i practice on a on a daily you know what i mean neither so. do i yeah i i mean nobody and that wasn't the purpose of this philosophy yeah I think people get so caught up in having the expectation on themselves of like, oh my God, like I am none of these things. I have a hard time letting go. Well, that's not what Buddha was trying to do. He wasn't trying to make you be aware of your flaws. He was just trying to help you be aware of who, what, who you think you are and yeah. all em- these things and help you. Flaws. And not only embrace it, but yeah. also just help you become aware of it, accept it let go of things and i think the biggest practice that he implemented was the this pasana practice and that was the earliest practice that is still practiced today and it's just focusing on body sensation and respiration respiration and what's it called again this pasana pasana. well actually maybe i'm pronouncing it right wrong so i'm gonna say vipassana and we'll leave it at that okay (laughs) but they have uh a center that's open it's the first one that opened in the united states in shelburne massachusetts and you could practice 10 days of silence silent meditation and it's one of the earliest practices that buddha taught and i don't think he created it Uh, i think someone else created it but he popularized it Hmm. so and um i mean like that could this i can go further but like that's for another podcast. Do you want to you know talk I mean? a little bit, like briefly, brief what? summary about the retreat that you did? Oh, the retreat. Okay, so the retreat is in Shelburne, Massachusetts. It's donation. Um, you don't have to pay a certain fee. It's all donation. If you want to give them five bucks, give them five bucks, you know. And um, it's all vegan food. And they have cooks all from Boston, so the food is great. And you only get two meals a day. You wake up at four in the morning and then you go to bed at nine. And when you wake up at four, you're woken up by a gong. Um, 
And um, the first class is optional. You don't have to go. But at 6 o'clock, you are demanded to go. And there are three classes throughout the day that you have to be at. Other ones are optional. But when you're there, you have no other choice but to be there. I feel like, I, I feel like at that point, when you're there, everything is pretty much an option. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going there for yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? yeah. So it's not like you got to go there to pass this and, and get this you know what i mean yeah. like it ain't like that yeah, it's all for like self-knowledge having just like oh these are optional like you made the choice to be like you you're there because you made the choice yeah, to be you there, ain't so getting a piece well of paper of of uh completion at the end you know what i mean you're exactly doing yeah. that, that's something you do for if yourself you're there to learn you might as well like uh, intake as much as you exactly exactly yeah. that's where i got at by like day four i was like okay well you know what i'm just gonna be 100 percent because i was getting depressed i was just standing in bed but my roommate actually he his name is boris god bless his heart um, he, I was staying in bed and he could tell I was getting depressed and I, like there was a class going on and I just stayed in bed and he came up and he had a cup of tea that he brought from the lunchroom and you're not supposed to do that. But he, he like tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, look, and he didn't, he couldn't say anything. So he just gestured with his hands and his face to the teacup. And I was just like taken back i was just like my jaw dropped i was like that is probably one of the most nicest things i've ever seen yeah, people, someone do to me and i think like that showed me like if he can get through this and stay strong and go to practice i can as well and be strong that's awesome man because like that's just that's just love you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah. at the end of the day everyone's there to uh accomplish maybe not the same goal but like a similar goal mm. you know what i mean to either release or or gain some type of knowledge, you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think it's just gaining the wisdom to deal with every moment that's passing because, you know, I think, like, when it comes to delusion, it's the trickiest thing because we're always, like, getting attached to a feeling that we want, you know, the idea. And I, I was struggling with, like, just so many things at once when I was at the practice. But uh, do you want me to – I don't want to talk um, about me. I mean – do you want me to just conti- like you finish could, up describing the whole process of Vipassana? Well, if if you yeah, I mean what whatever you want to do. Okay, yeah. I, I'm so in, I'm, in, ten I'm, days, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I just don't. I, no, I, let me hear that. I, I hate I making it about me, but um, no, you're not. We're, the so, hosts are making it about you. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we got ten yes. days of silent meditation. You you don't talk to each other at all, and. Four in the morning to nine and two lunches a day only. Well, not two lunches, two meals a day. And the last day is the only day that you could talk. It's called Metta and which means love and kindness. And you just talk about the practice and that's essentially it. That's essentially the practice. But the first three days you focus on respiration and then the next day four is like the hardest day. It's when, and you know what's funny? Day four, like three people walked out, like they didn't come back. Really? Really? Because they introduced this vipassana, the actual practice, wow. and body sensation. And what becomes, because pe- what happens is because people personalize with the sensations that they feel. What do you mean? So the practice is vipassana, and I'm gonna describe it the best I can. So like you scan your body, body scan me- meditation, some people call it, and. You start from the head to your legs and you start from your head and you're, you don't, you know, like the best thing you could do when you're meditating is like, okay, subtle sensation, eyes, dry sensation, cheeks, hot sensation. And you're just being objective. 
being objective, you're like being a doctor to your own body. But then when, when you, some, some people's bodies are like, you know, fucked up from just like working out or like work or just, you know, injuries mm. and people personalize with certain pain that they feel, but it's not, mm. you know, it's not, you shouldn't personalize with, with kind of pain you feel in your shoulder. But my biggest struggle and I, I like, I created a whole story for it. And that's what you're not supposed to do. Mm. But because we create stories for our own pain and we believe in it. And that's what like gets you wanting to run away. And this is where it goes into. So like my biggest struggle was my legs. I always like, right when I started skating my legs, I'm like, oh, I got a strain sensation. I was trying to like be nice to mm. myself, like just a strain sensation. But all I wanted to say to myself is like, Fuck! <laughs> like, it hurts. Fuck! Pain! Pain! <laughs> and like, my story for my legs was like the reason why I have such a struggle with my legs is because I want to run away. Mm. I want to run away, oh, and shit. I was like, and I was like, oh, that's so gay and profound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I am. It was just amazing to see people stay when they leave the class but they come back and they and you're just like yes it's like if you could do it i could do it you know and you get so happy that people stay they yeah, come yeah. because they leave the room and you're like oh man they're leaving because you don't even talk to them but you're like and um you're not even talking to them but you just see them and you you're supporting them because you're like oh this sucks and i want you to get through this too because like I'm actually receiving something from this too. Hmm. And I've had, man, I could talk for hours about the amount of profound, like uh, just realizations I had with myself during that time when I was in Vipassana. So I think it's better than drugs kids. (laughs) (laughs) I really do think so. I, I, I received so much more benefits from 10 days of silence than anything I've done. I mean, yes, I've had some, amazing times and profound uh realizations on mushrooms and on acid but i think like when i went to that 10-day retreat i was like well you can attain the same kind of realizations from just practicing with your breath and your body sensations Mm -hmm. so we'll leave it at that yeah (laughs) that's incredible man that's an awesome experience and story wait wait, where is this place at (laughs) yeah dude i gotta remember you're telling can i get this number Uh, can i get the address yeah (laughs) It's in uh, Shelburne, Shelburne, uh, Massachusetts, oh, and you could okay. sign up via online. You can go. It's just type in this Vipassana. Uh, Are they doing it and now? They'll give you the location. They're definitely not doing it. Yeah, I'm about to say that you're getting some uh, free advertisement there. Yeah, yeah I, I suggest it to anybody. I mean, I it's hard. It. You're gonna want to walk out. Yeah, I've uh, like it was, definitely I've doesn't sound like it's easy. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what's yeah. fucked up? A lot of guys walked out. Yeah, only one girl walked out. Really? Really? Like, is it that girls can just endure more, like, they could not endure more pain, but just like they could just sit with it. I feel like like guys, yeah, yeah. I feel like guys psychologically are more like repressed Mm. than females. That's a good, that's a good statement. Do you think that because of culture? Yeah, 100%. Because you're forced, like, you're like, be a man, you know, like, yeah, be manly, like, yeah, like no don't be soft and it's like well boys don't cry a, a real like to me a real man is someone who can be open and like compassionate 
and face like their feelings, loving, caring, facing mm. their fears, stuff like that. And that's where emo music comes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, yeah. pu- they're pussies. <laughs> <laughs> emo Damn. music's for pussies. You heard it here. <laughs> no, because no, I'll tell you what, man. Because totally there, there was a long time where I feel like um, I would run away or hide from like my own emotions. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, so. I did that for the first like probably eighteen years of my life, and then the next like three was like still doing it, but like realizing it kind of acknowledging it and at the very least and now it's like i just deal with my like i just deal with my shit and like be and do what i want to do yeah I, I can agree man i feel like when oh I that's around all, like i can open up a fucking rabbit hole with that one go for it right. talk nah nah no nah. nah. <laughs> i i wanted I, I wanted to ask after um, <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to ask both of you about um because talking about being in the moment um, I feel like a lot of young musicians nowadays, when they strive to be something great or be a great musician, they get so hung up on the, what's the word, the technicality of music, like whether it be music theory and stuff like that, and 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 a lot of them forget to be in the moment when it comes to music, and a lot of them neglect the aspect of just freestyle jamming with a band or freestyle rapping, for example, mm. is like something that's like mm. you gotta be. Uh, in I'll the moment. tell you what, because. There's definitely been times where I'm like, because um, with music, it's it's also uh, at the same time it's work, you know what I mean? Because uh, especially when uh, you record yourself and you mix and master yourself, yeah. so um, sometimes it can feel a little bit overwhelming when you know you got all these songs, and then you're like, oh, okay, I need to mix this, I need to get this sounding right, get this sounding right, and it's like, hold on, like, why am I thinking it like that? Like, I need to get this done. No, I don't need to get it done. Let me enjoy myself. Sit down mix it slow down take a minute because you know what i mean uh there's just times where i saw myself in like a workaholic phase Mm. where i'm just trying to finish it and get it done and sound make it sound right where it's just like take a step back just chill like it's all right like you know i mean you don't need to get this done by tomorrow just chill like it'll sound right you know what i mean have fun with it so i saw i saw your library and it made me think of that i think you posted it on your instagram story or something of like all the songs that you have, bro. I like oh there God, was like how many? so dude. many, like bro. Hundreds and so hundreds many songs, bro. Like so hundred, many songs. Like almost like probably like about twenty per like letter I would, of the alphabet. I would say <laughs> I would say like a good like sixty percent of that is not gonna go out because uh, a lot of those tracks are instrumental or like some tracks are just for myself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like there's you know what I mean like the other side of it. It's like okay. Let me organize this, and then this is gonna go out. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm. you gotta best. be experimental. There's gonna be songs that you uh, make and you might not want to put out. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there was some stuff in there that wasn't even a hundred percent done. You know what I mean? Just needed this and that, but you know you gotta be experimental. You gotta try things. Yeah, you know I have what a mean? step out ton the box. Of s- sound experiments. Yeah, man. That's why I call them from yeah. genre to genre, from, <laughs> yeah. from rap to. You know, Punk. got some bass lines in there, guitar riffs. Yeah, that's what they always say. Like, never, never throw anything out or throw, never throw anything away or delete anything because you can have a song that's like total shit and garbage. But then like two years later, you're trying to make a song and you're just like scrolling back through old shit. And you're like, oh, you know what? The guitar riff I did there was like not yeah. that bad. Or Maybe I can I can like rework it. Into I was about to say, yeah, yeah, or you can use your own work and inspire yourself to make something new, which actually like, you know, I do that sometimes. There's some old songs that I have and I'm like. I'm not going to put that song out, but, like, that verse went fucking hard, so I'm going to take that verse and put it in a new song, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I like doing that with poetry a lot. Like, I'll, I'll write something in the heat of the moment and then, like, come back to it with, like, a different perspective and, like, in hindsight, like, what I, like, think of it then or, like, yeah, how... From, from the how, observer yeah, point of view. Exactly. You know I mean? 
My my grandma actually, it's funny that you mentioned it because my grandma texted me two days ago. I might have talked about this on the other podcast. I forget though, but she was like, she said I've been like sending her like some of my poems and whatever. And so she said to me, ne- like never throw anything out. Like she's like I'm I'm I forget exactly what she said. Something along the lines of like I'm worried for when I pass away because you guys are gonna need like a U-Haul for all of my <laughs> notes and stuff of like oh, poems that I had. And I was like I I want I would want all of those like, <laughs> um. I forget what else I was about to say. What was the question that you asked, Joe? Because you asked them the question, and I wanted to chime in. Oh, on it. Uh, like, <coughs> oh, oh, being oh. in the moment with music. Yeah, I. I've actually been experiencing that with the podcast a lot too recently because it's like the I've been like really hammering in like the editing and like getting stuff done and today like I started again and it was like whoa I'm like doing a lot like let's like slow down for a minute and like just enjoy like doing this little thing and then like going to do something else and then coming back and just like enjoy like enjoy it rather than like get it done yeah man because like when you're in that get it done phase um, you're not thinking like 110% clear. So, you know, uh, your craft might not sound or, or come out as, as great as it could have been if you just took it from the observer point of view, you know yeah. what I mean? From the outside point of view, take a step back, you know what I'm saying? That goes right back to like what I was saying, what you were saying, but yeah. Imagine like you're trying to do that, but like every time we go off topic, you're like, nah, that's not, that's off topic. We yeah. gotta be on topic. And I think we do that a lot with our own art it's like oh my god we're not doing what we're supposed to we gotta finish this we gotta and it's like yeah i think like yes you know it goes back to what i was saying like how you gotta be a hundred percent but it's also let go and relax like okay let your mind do what it wants to do stop thinking about the like end result of something like it's gonna take time but what you're doing right now is important so just be a hundred percent what you're doing in that moment and am i doing that all the time no because yeah. I'm human. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that let go mentality sometimes can trail off in like a negative way where if like uh, let go and just do what you want to do with your oh, art? Oh, that could easily. Then like, you know, you, you'll be the type of person who starts like 25 projects but doesn't finish any of them. Or like you used to. I am like guilty of like kind of doing that because I'll, I'll yeah. record a song and then like kind of put a mix on it. But then I'm like, all right, you know, like all songs, I'll just get like a. I guess like a jump or like a charge and I'm just like, Oh snap, I want to make something right now. So now I'll make another song. And next thing I, I know, I got like three or four songs, but none of them are mastered yet. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like I got to do something here. It's like, challenging <laughs> Cause uh, you always want to have like a bit of sit time. Cause like after I know with all my bands and stuff, we would write a song and then we track it and do all that stuff. And, and then we'd be like, all right, let's sit on this for like a week or something like that. So we can come back with fresh ears and really like yeah, make yeah. edits. But in that, but in that week we get uh, like six other ideas exactly and then like so much stuff goes to the graveyard and you never like go back to it and it's, it's crazy and it's crazy the, like the amount of songs that i've like made and i forgot about i'm like i don't even remember recording recording this one i'm just like <laughs> holy shit man uh, that's how you know darius is, is grinding dude he's got too much material it's crazy <laughs> i just wanted to read something that i wrote last night a little bit because it um reminded me of what we were just talking about let me hear um it was, it's kind of like as a something I, I like thought in my head and then wrote down as like a reminder to myself just pencil and paper uh write ideas uh as they come to my head and if nothing comes then that's okay i sit and enjoy the peace and quiet but when a thought comes it's go time i like that man 
Cause I can just imagine, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, wait, what? What did you say? I said, like, you're not forcing it. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? yeah, like, yeah. you're at like, ease. I, I was writing a poem last night, and then it was like, it got to the point where, like, I'd, like, written what I felt, and, like, there wasn't really more yet. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I hadn't felt any more yet. And I was, like, trying to write it, and I'm like, mm, like, why can't I write the rest of this poem? And then I'm like, just sit and, like, think for a little bit and relax, and it'll come. And then, like, five minutes later boom poem's done Mm. you know it's just like not doing things to complete them but doing them to do them them, yeah yeah i agree man i like that i like that yeah i I, I I feel like i I don't really talk about this in a group setting a lot yeah talking about that type of thing i just have to think about it by myself and practice it yeah and be aware of it when i'm like meditating or like i I read something i'm like oh wow that was well said that's better than i I've been thinking about this for a long yeah. time and someone said it for me. Yeah. But like talking about it in a group discussion, it's very rare. I think like, it's really talking important. about the creative process, especially. I think it's really important. Yeah. You know, because you, I just lost my train of thought. You're good. You get lost. <laughs> I think something like that. <laughs> something I've been thinking about too, that I've been struggling with is like, I'm learning piano and every time I get lost in that idea of like, well, where I can go anywhere with this. And that's scary because it's like, well, what should I do with it? Right. And I think like that. Oh, and it goes back to this whole discussion of like, what do you do with your skills that, and knowing what that you're capable of doing and what do you want to spend your time most doing the most freedom is scary yeah it is a scary thing and i think that's goes back to what sartre said is like man is condemned to be free and that's a scary uh take on freedom because like condemned to be free yeah that was his way of thinking of it yeah because and i think that's a dense holy shit yeah it's (laughs) It's almost like freedom is almost like a bad thing for i would say maybe even most people it it is especially people who like if you're not successful not that i'm saying like I'm successful, like, I, in my mind, I am succeeding in what I'm doing, I guess mm. I could say, but, like, if you're, when I, like, wasn't succeeding in anything that I was doing, and I just felt like I was always, like, losing, like, my freedom meant sitting, laying in bed and watching TV, mm. you know, like, that's what freedom was for me, yeah. and so it was, like, such a bad thing, but then, like, when I had work, or I had when I was doing good in school, when I had school and like I had something to do and it was like, I didn't have freedom. Mm. I was working better because I was doing, I was I definitely, I was did. doing more of like what I should be doing rather than what I want to be doing. And that's like a really, really important thing. With yes. I, hear that, man. Yes. I, I definitely agree. Yes. It's like a German shepherd. So like if a German shepherd is not being told what to do or being trained, <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> it, it gets like, it just starts, uh, wilding out and like oh, just too, and reacting in yeah. weird ways and people are like what's wrong with your german shepherd and sometimes the owner just doesn't get it because yeah. it has too much freedom yeah. it likes being told what to do and as much hmm. as we don't like government fuck the government it's like <laughs> i like henry david thoreau's philosophy it's like it's i'm not against government i'm just for the for a better government and I like that. I like yeah. that. I like that. I read uh, Civil Disobedience after we so got off good. the phone. So good. Loved it. Beautiful. Incredible. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, 
I, I like how you, uh, you you brought up. You said you were learning piano. I noticed you're um, multi instrumentalist. You play piano. You're guitarist and a drummer and a bassist, right? I'm I'm gonna leave guitarist out. Okay. Um, uh, I you, play guitar, but you, I just I'm not gonna say guitarist. <laughs> far fair from enough. It. Um, but the idea of like I'm giving him the eyes right now because why? because that's what I would say comparing yeah. myself to you. Yeah. That's something. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, go But that's something that I've been caught up in a lot recently. I mean, we're on the topic of learning instruments, and, like, the past few days I've been really grinding really hard. Like, because prior I was, like, I wanted to be a good musician. Or, like, I wanted, like, people to, like, think I'm cool because I could play, like, cool bass lines and shit. Yeah. But now it's, like, I'm doing it because I want to. And, and that's so the best keep, way you can do yeah, it. Yeah, you know I keep I mean? getting caught in, like, fuck, dude, my, my train of thought just keeps, like, evading me <laughs> i should stop talking um <laughs> <laughs> what did you say uh no i was going back the to the idea of um like you need some kind of direction or like you know the lack of freedom in some respect being important and uh mm-hmm. how on earth like i i've i've been a bassist for about eight years and i but i still need to practice it to obviously not be rusty but on top of that i'm trying to learn drums or get better at drums and i'm trying to learn piano and that's just three instruments and i'm failing at it <laughs> juggling all of it um, so how do, how is how do you find not only just time in your life or week to practice all those instruments but the motivation to do that oh man i i, I, I think i think uh i wanted to throw in yeah, like, you got along it. with that, how much time do you Dedicate average to. like spend on each instrument? You know? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Like too. each day, a timer. That's the secret. Timer. Is it that easy? <laughs> but you gotta be disciplined with that time. So think of it as this: I and I do it, and I've been doing it, and no one has told me to do it. I've done it because I'm just like I need because I, ha- I struggle with the same thing. I want to do all these things. I love, th- I love trying new things. And as much as I thought I didn't, you know, because I thought I was a lazy person for a while, but now I'm just like exploding. And like, and I think the biggest thing that helped me is when I was practicing drums a lot, I would time myself for the certain things I would practice. Okay. I'm going to practice, uh, my syncopation for 30 minutes. And with this 30 minutes, I'm going to dedicate my time to uh, reading syncopation, playing syncopation, and understanding syncopation the best I can. And when you do that, you're going to be like, that 30 minutes went by fast. Or that 30 minutes is not done because you, maybe you're that type of person that will be like, am I done yet? You know, like, is it is it up? And you'll check. It's like, oh, fuck, I got 15 minutes left of syncopation. Fuck. I mean, like, you have your days. But I think, like, when you – no matter what, when you involve that voluntary discipline – into your practice because like okay you say oh i only have two hours well with that two hours you can do a lot 30 minutes with the drums 30 minutes with the piano 30 minutes with the bass 30 minutes with guitar there you go and it and as you do it more because like as you practice you get better but even what you do with your time you get better by practicing that so and am i good at it no but like i'm getting better uh, yeah. being more disciplined with my approach and being more direct with what I want from my time. Cause now like I have a quarter life crisis. It's like I'm 22 and I'm not as good as I want to be, but I know how to do how to get better. And it's like, you know what? This anxiety is kind of feeding this fear and 
it could fe- I could just go into fear and then just into But sometimes like, fear can is what moves a man, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. It's just sometimes it's like you need that fucking push. Damn. Yeah, I dude. agree. You got some, I, I honestly I feel like I'm talking too yeah, much. Yeah, George, what, shut what the you, fuck what's up. Jeez. With I'm like Jordan. I said George. Oh, I thought you called me. Um karate chop too. <laughs> the mic. Wait, what? Like make sure you're karate oh, chop. Oh shit. <laughs> can you hear me like good? So you yeah. You rap, you play bass, you yes, yes. produce, engineer. Um, I don't, I don't make beats. You, oh, I you don't know? make beats. No, okay. I mean I've made a couple beats, but my beats I feel like uh, right now aren't up to par to my uh, skill of, I guess you could say rapping. Mm-hmm. But that's something I definitely want to do. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like uh, even when I uh, played in a band, uh, you know, a couple months prior, I didn't know I was gonna play in a band. I didn't play the bass. I didn't play any instruments. I started playing the bass when we. When we started the band, really, really, but that's how long just, have you been a bassist? Uh, like two and a half years now. Because really? at first I started a band, uh, me and my homie Kyle, and then we had a band with our buddy Connor and this kid Kevin. That was Righteous Rebellion. Then we started another band. Manic, with, right? Yes, Manic. Ma- Manic was after that. After uh, the singer Kevin left, but um, in that band I was I was rotating from uh, some songs Kevin would play the bass and I would just go up on the mic and then we'd switch. But um, I just hit the fuck it button, man. Like, we were just talking about it, <laughs> bullshitting. Me and Kyle have a song called No Time, and it's fucking great. Like, we recorded it, like, back in, like, uh, maybe, like, 2017. It was the first track I ever recorded uh, instruments on. And honestly, it sounds, like, good. Like, it doesn't sound like shit. So, um, but long story short, um, we were just sing- we were uh, singing that song, performing it or whatever. And then the band came about hit the fuck it button and then it was just a great experience like i'm just glad i did it like i never knew that i would play an instrument you know so um that but at the same time doing that opened my eyes like if i could do this like you know what i mean like i just hopped up on the bass you know what i mean like i never been up on stage and you know what i mean now i'm talking to you know a whole crowd and stuff like uh it just feels it's like empowering it, it feels good it's like if i could do this like what else can i do mm, you know what i mean because right. i you know, like i said i just hit the fuck it button and just said fuck it let's do it you know what I mean? But that's something I wanted to do because, like, music is just something I always have a passion for, whether it's rap music or, you know what I'm saying, if we're playing reggae, it don't matter. Like, I just love music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my heart's yeah. in it. It's it's passion. So, at the end of the day, I'll always be making music. But the goal is to, uh, you know what I mean, start getting a check from it. That's the goal. I love yeah. that fuck it button idea. The fuck it button. Man. I hit, Sometimes I hit you fuck just got to hit the fuck it button and say fuck, fuck it. it. Let's, let's do it. I hit the fuck it button last night. I, I got on <laughs> piano a little bit. Oh was, yeah, you and I were jamming. Yeah, with, uh, I was Johnny. I, I was jamming. Johnny Smith was on the drums, and I I was just like playing a little tiny like shitty chord progression, and like it just felt so good to just like let loose and be like, I don't care what anyone fucking thinks. I'm it's playing this thing it's with Johnny Smith, and it's amazing. Yeah, we were with awesome. yeah. Uh, Johnny and Armin. Yeah, uh, Armin was like standing over me, like directing me a little bit. Yeah, shout outs to Armin G. Also, shout outs to Manic and Jay. Is Manic it? And Jay on Manic Instagram. and Jay on Instagram. Yeah, shout right out to on. Manic. Um, shout out to Johnny. Yeah, shout out Johnny to Johnny. Johnny Smith. Shout, shout out to Johnny, Johnny he's, Smith. He's putting a lot of music out, man. Yeah. Shout out Johnny Smith. I see him on the grind, man. That's that's passion and that's heart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anytime yeah. I see uh, whether it's anything creative, like you know what I mean, musician, whether you do art, whatever it is, like I see someone with uh, you know what I mean, putting passion into something with their heart. 
I'm going to support it. That's like you yeah. starting this podcast and I seen you on Instagram and like at the end of the day, you're just trying to help people out. And like, yeah. I respect the fuck out of that. Like, thank you for that because Dude. that's just awesome because yeah, thank you for having you know me. What I mean, like, thank like you, that, that's oh, awesome. But like, I see the passion and I see the heart, you know what I mean? I see the drive. So like anytime I see that, I just support it. You know that's, what I mean? That's what that's, I, just that's it, like man. what I'm trying to do. You know, it's like I love the same it, exact thing. I love it. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it's just, it's just all love. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. yeah. It's just it's everyone's what? doing what they love, and I love what you love. So let's just spread this love. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just, yes. let's like a fucking other, disease. <laughs> yeah, yes. John, um, yeah, Johnny's crazy. I remember we we got up there and we were jamming, and he was like, and oh, I was yeah, like, you were jamming for a minute too with us, weren't you? While I was playing, yeah, 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 yeah I was right I, behind I you. I was playing, playing bass, bass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and and I was talking to John. I, I didn't know you played drums, Johnny. You know, and he was like, Nah, I'm like, I'm like terrible. And I was like, I, oh, dude. I was like, and okay. I never, I never heard He's him play drums before. He was like 13. Man. I never heard him play drums before. And then he got behind a kid. He or starts seven. beaming out these fucking psycho jazz rudiments like it was nothing and i was yeah. like what are you talking about i can't keep up with you it was nuts he's, you know what man he he's one humble dude oh yeah he's definitely he's humble. a humble guy man he's a fucking mastermind wait so w- the one thing you didn't mention how long have you been rapping for oh yeah um i started uh first time like i put out a song i was like uh i don't know if i was 15 or 16 i might have been i might have been no i was 15 yeah i was 15 um Started like in the family, my cousin, uh, he was doing music. So um, I just always supported him doing it. And then one day he was like, you know, you can come make a song, this and that. And I, I was always with it. Ever since I was younger, I always wanted to hop on a track and do something. But um, then that happened, man. And then like ever since, uh, I just used to watch, uh, you know what I'm saying? They would record, they would record me. And then eventually um, I just got my own shit. And it was just as simple as, uh, I would record myself, you know what I mean? I'll press the red button, it would record, and then boom, I'm done, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, so this is how you put the reverb on, and this is, okay, and oh, this is the EQ, this is how you bring up the high-end frequency, this is what you do with the lows, okay. And then, but um, I'm just, I'm self-taught. Like, no one really, like, sat down and was like, this is how you mix, this is how you master. It's just, just all self-taught, and it's, it's all self-taught because um, I just stay consistent with it, you know what I mean? I stay consistent, and it's just something that, I just love to do like it's fun as fuck to me. So That's rad, man. I just uh, stayed with it, man. What about um some like rap uh, influences? I, I caught a I listened to a a, a bit of uh I think your last song you put out and you put like a snippet on your Instagram. Oh yeah, Ill Brain. Yeah, yeah. You um you kind of to me personally that you kind of sound a bit like Twenty One Savage a little bit. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's funny. Like I don't know. Yeah. I hear like a whole bunch of uh different artists. Uh, people would say like. Oh, you kind of remind me of this. You kind of remind me of that. But I feel like it's because my sound range is so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it goes from here to here to here. So, like, I don't really, mm, I wouldn't say, like, I would just say my sound is all around, man. So, yeah. like, I guess some songs, like, I guess, like, I might sound a little bit like this to this person. But, like, I mean, if that's that's how it is, you know, that's how you take it. That's how you take it. But, like. Do you personally have, like, artists or bands that uh, I'm not directly. I'm looking for a quote. Do, do you. Uh, <laughs> that directly influenced you or inspirations to you um i would say my biggest inspiration of all time uh is gonna be bob marley and that's just because um he made music and for a greater cause a good purpose and he spread awareness like love you know what i mean and like that's just great because like like that's just you know what i mean coming from a you know i mean when you get to a certain point as a musician you can't even like beat around the bush like that's a point of power like you have power you have the power to influence people and to take that power 
and to make it a positive thing like that's fucking that's nuts to me you know what i mean like that's that's just the dream that's the goal like i want to make a difference you know what i mean i want to show kids and and show these people like you know what i mean you don't got to be rapping about guns or this and that and that to be the best rapper you know what i'm saying be the best you and that's how you could be the best artist and like that's like my one of my biggest messages like my first song that i put out on my thing um Terrence is reading a quote uh, sometimes that George is showing him. To sound like yourself. That's deep. Yeah. What is that? What, you it's a Miles read? Davis quote. So like, oh, I love Miles I Davis. I think like with that whole thing, like people are gonna always gonna pinpoint something. Can you read like, the quote oh, you out? You sound like you sound like that. You sound like this. You sound, everyone goes for that. But I think like with Miles Davis, like I love this quote because it's so so great. It it, it applies to everybody. Man, sometimes it takes you a long time to sound like yourself, and it's so great, wow. you know. So, and it, it does. And but the, somebody's, it, it all depends on what your interpretation of what a long time means to you. Of what? If, if you think it's gonna take five years, it's gonna take five years. Oh, a long. You know time. what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah. That's, that's wild, like, man. If you think it's gonna take five months, and that's a long time to you. Okay. You know, like everything depends on what you want. Every, I mean, like. It goes back to the beginning of the conversation, like what Darius said, like what you, what you want, like how, what you do reflects of how much you want it, yeah. you know. And Darius, your uh, uh, perspective on music is is incredible. It's influ. You're doing a. You're on on your way to to your goal because you're already inspiring me. Yeah, to, to I do appreciate that. Very inspiring. Great. Yeah, no. But um, like I was saying, like um, because long story short, uh, just this past year, I had just. Uh, started putting out music again like I just restarted I was uh, doing music with some people and uh, ties were cut so it's just done I, I didn't you know what I mean they could do them I could do me so I just restarted and just replatformed myself so it's crazy because last year today um, I didn't even have a laptop yet like I didn't I couldn't record myself I didn't have a computer like everything was just a thought but it's just like a year later and it's just crazy because um, I established all my platforms like I have something, I have a few songs on every platform and, uh, you know, I have two, two music videos and one visual or two music videos and two visualizers out. And it's just crazy because last year was, it was nothing like it was literally all just a thought. So this is just something I, I would think about every day. Like, man, get up, go to work, motivated. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I hate this fucking job right now, but you know what? Like, I'm gonna get that computer. I'm gonna do what I got to do. I'm going to get my music. And it's just, it feels good because like I said, this what i'm doing now is a manifestation of last year so it's almost like i inspired myself because it's like if i could do this in a year like now now i'm established like where am i going to be at next year you know what i mean but i'm still enjoying every day and every step of the way but that's something that i gotta um i guess remind myself but also uh that's just like to keep myself in check you know mm -hmm. what i mean just to like be humble like yeah i'm not at this point yet but you know what i mean i'm way way farther than where i was a couple months ago you gotta always focus on the growth especially for a musician like you gotta focus on the growth like if you focus on the numbers and everybody else what everybody else is doing you're gonna be disappointed and you're gonna walk away sad every fucking time like just think about how far you've came you know what i mean and, Damn and yeah. personally like i feel good because i am not nowhere near where i was last year last year this shit didn't even exist you know what i mean like like my music didn't the, like the the new generation of me like did not exist so it just feels good man it's wild dude that, yeah i could definitely relate to that as like a month ago like 
None exactly, of this, man. None of this is the thing. Yeah, I really did awesome. too. When I got like the MacBook and everything, I was like, "Fuck, I'm buying the bu- buying the bullet." Because I came back from like a really dumb experience uh, with a girl, and it just didn't work out. And I had like 700 bucks left, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna do what I want." And I just spent all my money on like recording equipment. Hell yeah. Sometimes you gotta hit the fuck it button, yo. Yeah, Dude, hit the fuck it button. The fuck it button has gotten us all sitting in this room talking together. So yeah. I think it, literally, I man. think it's, that I ass. think it works. I think the fuck it button works. I quoted you on that, there. So I wrote that down. I love the that. I'm, button, gonna, I'm gonna start. Love, yeah. I'm gonna start using that. That's great. Same here, yo. Maybe, we, maybe we could do a, a shirt collab there. Yo, the fuck, Ooh, the it. fuck it button. Pressing the, button. Yeah, pressing yeah, the button. button. Pushing the button. You know that meme where it's like the like the hand is slapping on the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout outs to any creators out there. Make us a little fuck it like button. a little cartoon of Darius hitting the fuck it button. Oh, like if someone make like a little like t- ten second yeah, like, like animation a, like, gift. Two or three second of just yeah. like him and then go fuck it. <laughs> there, there's 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 your sound too. Boop. Yeah. That's that's Boop. that's you heard it here, you heard it live, you heard it first. Right there. The fuck it button. Alright, um, so I want to talk about poetry and I want to talk about writing in general. Um, what, I mean, I feel like we have a little bit of an idea, but what are your like processes? I don't know, Darius, you want to start? Cause we um, keep, we keep talking to George and he doesn't well, shut up. <laughs> when it comes to like writing shut up. on an instrument <laughs> or you. like when it comes to writing over a beat, uh, most of the songs that I record, I honestly don't uh, write anything down. It's kind of just, really? I'm not going to say a, I, I freestyle a That's whole impressive. song and I'm like, yeah, you know, but it's like in freestyle takes, you know what I mean? Or like uh, rough tracks. So like, I'll kind of just like half it and just keep on going. And then I'll, and then I'll really just project it. You know what I mean? Like I'll just, I'll get the idea down and then I'll go and really do it. Or I'll just get it off the rip and, it just works out. I don't know. Like every mm. every process is a little different because uh, it's a different energy on like every song. Like I'm not coming from the exact same spot on every song. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I respect that a lot because it's not something that I like have. I I hate saying like I don't I I don't like saying I can't do that. You know, like I haven't tried to or haven't gotten into it yet, and it's like something that's hard to get into. You mm-hmm. know, like just like spitting bars off the dome like that you know like (laughs) i have to like sit and like hear the beat a bunch and then like write and then hear it and then write and then go i don't like any of that let me rewrite all of it and then it's Mm. like over and over and over again that's the thing you're doing that in a way though kind of right like in a way but that's the thing sometimes when i want to sit there and write like when i'm like you know i'm saying like have like a pen and paper and write uh i'm very much uh an overthinker sometimes Mm -hmm. like i just overthink the fuck out of shit so sometimes uh the let the the least i think like the the better it'll come out you know what i mean but like not like the least i i think like uh it's still more like i'm still uh like in depth with myself you know what i mean like i'm i'm grounded like i'm here but like i'm just not thinking exactly how i want to articulate this and that but it's still going to come out how i want to express it if that makes sense no, I, I, yeah, I, no, I understand what you're saying. Because I've, I, am like you a lot, Jack too. But unlike you, I can say that I can't do that because I've tried. I've been, I've collabed with like bands or like uh, been a part of a band, and 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 they'll be like, 
uh, they have all the recording gear set up and be like, oh, we wrote this. Like, just make a baseline to it. And the first time I'm hearing to it, and I'll just like choke and then I'll like jump out a window and freak out again. Uh, like, you <laughs> haven't tried hard enough. Uh, probably. <laughs> what do you, th- you, th- do you, would you agree with that statement? Um, I think it's like some, it, when, when you're, when you're in pressure, like there's a moment, I love it. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I like being under pressure weirdly enough because I play better weirdly enough i don't know for me that's me but writing a song i i'm more very meticulous because like what you say is it's a statement and i'm just like if someone was like hey i made this whole track and all you have to do is sing on it and i'm like oh uh no thank you unless you want to hear like me just talk about my personal feelings because that's the only thing like i feel like when it comes to writing songs I have a hard time because every mm. time I write a song, it's always something personal, like something I went through or I'm going through, and it's always minor chords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's not like, that's not a bad thing now. though. That's, that's, that's not a bad thing though. That's just you doing you. That's your style. That's I don't. Like you are asking. I'm waiting for that for phone to fall. fall in your head. Yeah, I'm yeah. so my dude. I've been looking at that since the I've been started. For it. It's balancing though. It's good. That's something that it's I've like fun. wanted to learn to do because I struggle with the same thing. Is like writing from different perspectives. Like putting yourself in someone else's mm. shoes and like writing something that's not like that's true to you, it's so but that would be true to someone else. Yeah, I I can't like I haven't been able to capture that really, and I haven't like done it, but it's something that like I want to start doing, like want to get good at. I you talked about doing that a little bit with your um, uh, the New York story. How you like you like Your to story. or in parks like listen? Oh to yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was just I was like, just about to bring that up. Yeah, it down. It's tricky. It's a it's a fun practice. Um, you you guys, uh, I'll give a quick uh yeah, explanation. Quick. We just, we've talked about it before. I don't want to. be Yeah, like, a quick explanation. Redundant. Uh, days when I'm bored, I'll take a a, a, a pen and a notebook and I'll go jo- to a, a park. Joe's not a stalker. Just to just yes, to put it's that not out weird. There. But I'll <laughs> it's I'll not weird. I promise. <laughs> I'll eavesdrop on people's conversations. Uh, and just like write down things that I find interesting or fascinating about like a conversation between two people because it's interesting to get that perspective. However, that's that's just kind of like a insight practice or like a, a motivation or like an influence, inspiration, whatever you want to call it, pra- kind of practice. It's weird. I feel like that's interesting that you want to do that, Jack, but I don't know how that's going to go because. It, trying to write something like a song or anything like that from someone else's perspective. I mean, it's a story. It's fiction, you know? Yeah. Well, or it's a like story. Yeah. Fiction. That's, that's also true. But Think about that, like, but then again, like, I don't know. I'm not doubting you. I'm just, I guess playing devil's advocate. Yeah. For the sake no, of it. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand. I'm not saying it's going to be easier that I'm going to be good at it. You know? Well, like it's, it's like writing fiction kind of in a way. Yeah, Cause remember real recognized real dude, Bruce Springsteen, yeah. you know, they always done characters. They, created characters like i mean one of the uh characters most famous characters bob dylan created was either the the story in sorry brain fart uh if you need like all along the watchtower okay yeah okay yeah yeah. the joker and the clown you know right that's one of his famous characters right and he uses like interesting names for the characters they're not actual jokers, but he just calls them the Joker and the Clown. And then they have double entendres, you know, mm-hmm. and that becomes interesting as well because, like, you can't really tell a whole story. I mean, like, you can, but then you would just be having an instrumental and just telling the story. But, like, when you have to sing and sing a 
song in your 4-4 uh, CGF chord progression, you're kind of limited to the kind of words that you use. But that's what makes it interesting because the story is mysterious and vague. But right. like it's telling you something. But as uh, a writer, you mentioned you probably know like when or at least can relate to the idea like if you're a writer and you're writing a fictional character you know the actual you know truthfulness or the the thing that makes a character come to life is how a writer puts a little pieces and like at the core level of that character you know the writer lives within that character even if you have like a story that has like four different characters in it you know that's four different like opinions that the writer might have or some or mm. whatever it might be but the writer will live in Inside every single that character uh, yeah every single character of the same yes. story when it comes to writing something from another person's perspective i feel like it could get tricky because when you don't have maybe you as the writer don't have that same experience or you can't necessarily nail down the uh, perspective or opinions of someone else entirely not saying that it would be bad it'd definitely be interesting but there's that they the, I got it. The, the, uh, what's it? The authenticity of it might be lost in translation. I feel. When you, I got an example. Yeah. Oh sure. I think I might too. I don't know. When when you do do that though, you almost create something different. You well, yeah, of course. Now. Yeah. Yeah, like it creates like a a whole another thing. Yeah. Go with your Tom example. Waits. Sorry. Tom Waits. Okay. Nighthawks at the diner. One no, of his. Uh, I think it's his second album. And he basically do- did what you did. Eavesdrop. Really, and he became the character for all the people he eavesdropped, and basically combined everybody's con- conversations of what they would talk about at the pool halls or the bars, and become like this sort of barfly character. And people were like, "Oh, Tom Waits is that? You know, he's just a drunk, you know, and he sings on the piano." But that's what people want. He wants people to see him as that. But is it him? No, that's just the mythological character of Tom Waits. Wow, so me. that sounds it's awesome. really cool. It's and that's why I love about and he's a great writer, and to go th- after that's done. Um, I have another example of telling a story with someone kind of involving their perspective within this person of the story that they're telling about. Mm-hmm. So we're all familiar with Frank Ocean, I hope, yeah. and the yeah, song yeah. Crack Rock. Mm. I don't know that one. You don't know how little you matter until you're all alone in the middle of Arkansas with a little rock left in that glass stick. Used to date a blonde. You used to hit it raw because she was and you're madly involved, madly involved. Hitting stones in glass homes. You're smoking stones in abandoned homes. You hit them stones and broke your home. Crack rock. You're smoking stones in abandoned homes. You're hitting stones and broke your home. And he's just telling a story and I think Frank Frank Ocean's underrated for his double entendres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what about you know a little Chanel? rock left in that glass stick? Yeah, yeah. You know the song Chanel? Chanel. Yeah. See on both sides like Chanel. Yeah. Like, you know what it refers it, to, right? The the logo, right? But well, then, like, it's it's three. It's the logo. It's something about like uh, the person or whatever during the war because they were like in between like East and West Germany or something. Yeah. So it's that as well. And it's also like bisexuality. Wow. Yeah, that's it's one of my Frank favorite Ocean songs. Is, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Like if you look I love at my that song, if he you performed it live when I saw him live. Wow. If yeah. you look at my like plays on Apple Music, like it's like top three, and there's like a hundred and like forty plays or something. Like I just <laughs> I love that song so much. Love Frank Ocean. What a list. I've been so obsessed good. with Lens, and that has 
it's a plethora of yeah you know, i need i need entendres. to listen to him more i haven't like He's really amazing. sat and like listened to it you know what i mean i mean blonde i hated yeah. blonde when the first track came on nikes and he has this chipmunk voice and i was like what is this shit and then <laughs> i've been listening to it for like two years mm-hmm. two uh, years slept it came it. out in 2015 and then i put it on after i went through some shit like with my ex-girlfriend and then it's like one of the best heartbreak albums ever it's like Dude. because he's going i matured i was ready for it it was weird I had the same. I love when music comes back around like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, it's so good, right? Yeah. I had the literally like the same experience kind of. I, at this point, uh, hopefully none of my family members are listening. Um, <laughs> They're going to tune in real quick. <laughs> I was at um, college and it was like I was on the come down from an acid trip. Okay. And it was probably like six in the morning. And for whatever reason, we just all like there. randomly, it was like. Frank Ocean, like I want to listen to Frank Ocean, and so I went for a walk through the woods and listened to the entire Blonde album, and I was like, "Wow, that I, was beautiful." I like, had a I had a similar experience tripping and listening to Blonde, and I cried. Yeah, I'm I cried. Can, I, yeah. because it's a it's a very beautiful album. Mm-hmm. You know, like track after track, Nike's like, Ivy, and then Pink plus White. Yeah, and probably the most beautiful song I've ever heard is playing plus white when the like the string orchestra comes in it's mm-hmm. like, and then like that soft three four or six four piano you feel like you're flying yeah <laughs> do you, you ever you get into jaden smith at all oh, i love jaden J- smith bro jaden smith jaden smith. Uh, smith i almost i almost Yo, wore my you, um you ever listen to willow smith yeah bro she's her nutty fucking, too uh not her um most recent album i forgot i can't believe i forgot the name of this album but it's like a picture of her and she's like all purple and stuff that's fucking crazy bro yeah her vocals are I gotta, fucking nuts I gotta check I, that out. bro i love the smiths man Speak, speaking they're, of they're siblings so also noah cyrus noah cyrus miley cyrus's sister okay oh. wow good their, bro- their brother too his name's trace he's like incredible oh i didn't even um, know i had a brother I did, yeah, yeah i didn't even know she had siblings yeah they're literally I found that no, noah cyrus the joe is rogan the love podcast. of my life Wow. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but with Miley Cyrus, she is. I was like, wait, what? And then like I started listening to them, and I was like, oh, I like them more than Miley. Like, oh, shit. interesting. <laughs> Miley they're, Cyrus, they're come on the podcast and defend yourself. Yeah, come on, <laughs> get on out here. Maybe one day. It's crazy how music can just like move you like that. Um, it's nuts. I think I'm gonna probably sound like a real surface level bastard, and all of my friends who listen to the same kind of music, are probably, I don't know how they're going to feel about it, but I, my saddest album I ever heard was uh, American Football's first album. That wow. shit fucked me up. Super uh, nostalgic. Yeah. Like the song Home. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so great. Drake shit. always did it for me back in the day. What? Drake. Drake? Yeah. yeah. I would cry my eyes out to Drake. Oh, shit. <laughs> what, like uh, 2009 Drake? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. that old shit. Like best I ever had Drake? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, like some Marvin's room, like, oh yeah, shit. Channel Orange is, even though that's a pretty happy album, mm-hmm. it hit me even like when I was a kid, you know, like, and like it even hits me more listening to it now, because I was twelve when it came out, and it's a, all of his songs are so nostalgic, but like I think the one song that hit me hard and like I would say even like is a pretty, like one of the saddest songs I deeply resonated with 
I would never show anybody or like listen to it because I would probably cry. But it's actually called "There Will Be Tears," and he sings about his dead gra- uh, gra- great granddad. Well, not not great, but his dead granddaddy. And he said that he he was in the lyrics. He just basically confesses everything about his relationship with him, hmm. that he was the only father in his life. Mm. Yet all of his friends don't even have fathers, and they came and missed what they were what they had. But he said, I can, and I'm sad. Shit. And, and he said, there will be tears. And it's just a fucking, every time, like, I get chills. Just hits the spot. To that song, it, it, it's, a, it's a fucking hardcore song. I'm, like, getting goosebumps yeah, talking about it. Yeah, that's rough. For me, like, a similar one, you listen to John Mayer at all? Nah, I've never really? delved into John discography. But it's now? funny, he's played on Channel Orange. John Mayer? No, not me. Well, I'll briefly mention it for the John Mayer fans, but the song <laughs> Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. Okay. Yeah. It's it's like uh, the basis of it is like being in a relationship that's like going to end and you both know it, but you're like slow dancing together still. Wait, you're not talking about Joji? No, no, no. Oh, um, shit. Maybe there's... Oh, no, that's Slow Dancing in the Dark. Oh, yeah. That might be that like a similar kind of so concept. Jo- Joji, that's, that's jo- an artist. His I new album that is like really good. Tear, man. Yeah. <laughs> you recommend? I've never gotten to Joji. Joji? All yeah, Joji's new album. All of it. And, I don't think Joji's made a bad song. Yeah, I haven't man. heard his new album. John Mayer, too. Get into John... Seriously, like... Got you. There's so much, like... There's so many people who were like, eh, like John Mayer, like, kind of, like... There's a lot of, like... Uh, what's the word? Um, just like, I, I'm, I'm like that. There's a lot, I was there's like a that lot for of MCR like around it. MCR preconceptions around it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's like a there's a very. It's not like, like hate, but yeah, kind of though. You know, there's like a preconceived notion that it's like this. He's like this certain like thing, and like uh, you just tra- gotta you just gotta he listen tracks to these it kind of people like, to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it. exactly. It's like he's like experience it for yourself and almost then like talk to me. yeah, exactly experience it for yourself. Almost like people are like like we were talking about earlier, like think that maybe he's just like trying to appeal to a broad audience but i don't think so like nah, that, that real recognized real genuine. like i think yeah. he's a genuine motherfucker like yeah his music is beautiful um this is actually the first time we've really gotten into mainstream music on the podcast really yeah, yeah. i don't know I, about that I think I, we might have talked a little bit about i mean yeah a little bit but like really gotten in like oh, in the shits yeah um, not all mainstream music is trash dude. no right. no yeah dudes intermission and, Mainstream. I mean, oh, you gotta pay. Yeah, yeah, you can just pay. Yeah, we'll, we'll taking a leak. Um, <laughs> mainstream <laughs> music, I feel like, is important too. Like, as much as like a majority of the time, I'm listening to like people who I know or my friends' music. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's really important to listen to the mainstream music because certain mainstream music inspired the music that they're playing. Right. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like to really get into like an artist's head, like. I can appreciate their music if I, like, know them. But if I know what inspired that music uh-huh. and, like, listen to what inspired it and then can, like, like hear, like, like how yesterday we were talking with Joe and Ciara, they were, like, told us, like, they're, like, five most, like, influential bands or whatever, like, however many influential bands. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I, I'm now, like, listening to the music that they listen to and it makes me appreciate their music yeah. more because like, I can see the it. influence and yeah, I like, yeah. I could see where it came from. No doubt. No you doubt. know? Yeah. That's, that's something that I like did with your basis. So you'll probably appreciate this 
Red Hot Chili Peppers, like you a fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Flea, Man, like I, I, I have so many fucking just memories of hearing Red Hot Chili Peppers in my life. That's yeah. just crazy. All like, these, all these good memories though. Like Flea, for example, like he's like my favorite, one of my favorite bassists. Crazy Actually, you know the band Primus. Primus. I uh, wait, I was just, I was Shout just outs. listening to Primus yesterday. Yo, Shout outs on. to Jamie. Lawler, Lawler, I'm I'm Jamie butchering Lawler. his name. And Tori, my um, what is it? Lawler. Lawler. Shout outs to Jamie Lawler and Tori. I'm forgetting your last name. I'm sorry. My neighbors. Um, Primus is. They nuts. showed me Primus yesterday you, for the first time. Are you in my telling life. me yesterday never, was the first time I've you ever? I've never heard it in my life. Primus. Dude, wait. So that means in the first episode you had no idea who I was talking about when I was talking about Les Claypool. Yeah, no. Is oh he my, a bassist? He's the he's the he's singer my, and the bassist for he is Primus. My new father. He's adopted me. <laughs> oh my he's god. He's my new dad. But so, I can't believe you've gone this long without hearing Primus. So ridiculous. Anyway, like I I heard that yesterday, and then Jamie. Shout outs again to Jamie. Um, like uh, immense shout outs to him because I'm so excited about it. He sent me this like Primus versus Red Hot Chili Peppers Spotify playlist, and mm. I literally like got a Spotify membership today so I could listen to it. Oh, and shit. it's like it's like one and the other. And so back to what I was saying, I don't know how I got to Primus because they're awesome, I guess. And <laughs> and crazy, I was bro. listening to yo, them I was in accordance with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but like Flea, like I started listening to like. I, I read an article about, like, the people who inspired him and, like, Parliament, like, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Sly and the Family Stone. Sly and the Family Stone. I started listening Jocko. to that. Jocko, yeah. And then I, like, I was like, oh, my God, funk. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can hear it in the, in Flea's, like, mm-hmm. I, it's like, it gives you okay. Like a, it gives you, now I know why he's, like, playing these, like, funky bass lines. You get that lines. deeper look into and the artist. Yeah, you it's know like, what I mean? it's like rock and roll, but, like, there's. There's these like incredible. You're like, like my 14 year old self right I now. I know. It's crazy. I, I, <laughs> it's blowing my mind. I've like always just... listened to a lot of music. No, it's cool watching someone like getting excited about. Yeah, it the first time, yeah. You know, I've I've always listened to a lot of music, but I didn't. I never like actively listened. Right. Like I was mm. always listening to music like constantly. Like I talked about on the first episode. I used to have like my headphones down my sweatshirt, and I would pull my. Uh, wrist thing over my palm and I would literally sit in every single class I was ever in in high school and listen to music I'd be like that listening to music and I'd be like oh I have an earache or something like that like if they're like why are you always like that I'm like oh my my ear hurts whatever (laughs) why are you wearing a sweatshirt I'm like because I don't want to fucking hear you I want to hear my music (laughs) and so I never really like got into it into it and in college like before corona like this past semester or like before corona so the second semester of last year i like really started like getting into shit and i did that with flea and i was like oh my god like funk and it was it was just this like like fucking bomb going off in my head that you like, obviously know about thundercat then oh dude i was okay. listen- i've been listening to thundercat for a minute good cool. so like i i i like I know did you watch I, ariana grande i knew uh, what funk performance what the the one with Thunder, the, the, the Thunder at the, the Mac Miller there? tribute one was that it was like Adult Swim so like ah. Dami Keys and J D Beck Have amazing you, drummer by the way s- and they're on Adult Swim and they did them changes Ariana Grande dude all right we're listening to that as soon as we're Fucking. done. Um, oh, so listen quick. to the tiny desk perform the tiny desk performance with Mac Miller oh, before yeah, he died with Thundercat it's a must. vicious. So yeah, good. that's a, it's almost like Dude, I was about to a standard like the Anderson Pack tiny desk like you have to know you about Thundercat that. on the shaker. Oh, have you seen the Alicia Keys one? Really, Alicia Keys 
belts. She actually she performed. I was we were watching it last night. Ocean Eyes with Billie Eilish, and it's okay. like it's great insane. It's insane. I love. That I started. Song. I started learning. That's what I was playing upstairs earlier. Nice. Ocean Eyes. Like I want to learn it now. Billie Eilish um, is dope, man. She's right, amazing. At, at this point, I feel like we're kind of just like bullshitting. Off script. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, do I don't another, know. We don't have another. Script. Like I, I'll, I like talking about myself. So, like, do you have another question? I, I do have <laughs> a little bit more. Um, we can totally continue, or like, I don't know. Yeah, we don't have a script. We just kind of just go. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to talk. We, you talked a little bit about your writing process. You didn't really talk about writing. I didn't really talk about writing. I don't know if you have much to talk about with writing. Um, nah, not really. I just nah. play bass, dude. Okay. Well, <laughs> work I mean, you, you, <laughs> shut up. No, nah, you definitely write. Okay? Shut up. Don't lie. Um, and if if you don't, then you should write more. So the next time you have writing to talk about. Um, okay. Poetry. How did how did you come across poetry? Oh man. All right. Um, and like what? So age? I always wrote wrote raps in uh, sixth grade, and then I that was something for me to be passionate about. Like I would even leave hanging out with friends because, and I would even tell them like I was proud of myself I'm like I'm going home to write raps <laughs> nice you know and uh, I would just have a desk set up for myself and a, and a lamp and just fucking try to write and it was all horrible it was shit and then um, I had such a low self esteem and like I was insecure and I was like I'm not a rapper I'm not gonna do this this is hard. And I was like, okay, well, I shout, shout outs to my homie with the same mentality. He'll be listening to this. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but you know who you are. Shout outs to you. Uh, I love you. And we're starting a rap career together. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, so I, like, I had to sit, I had to put that out there for him. Um, so that was sixth grade to seventh grade but okay. in eighth grade i was still writing and i wasn't even rapping anymore i was just writing things uh unconsciously i was just writing words that i thought were funny you know just like and it was just absurd and uh, i would just like writing just for the sake of it just for myself and it was my expression because i have my brother who's an artist and he does it and i like doing this so why can't i just do it like this this is my art and i i love doing it and then um i throughout high school i was doing that just a little bit and uh, my dad always read poetry and he loved you know anything that i would get into he'd be the he'd be the hookup he'd be like yo you gotta listen to this yo you gotta read this yo like have you read this book and you know my dad is not even like my dad he's like a roommate that is really kind of cool that's beautiful so i love that that's awesome that uh you, you know what i'm saying you can have a relationship like a uh, relationship like that with a parent yeah you know what i mean that's a it, blessing I, anything is good and bad i i'm always you know when you live with somebody so long you you get so used to like someone's quality as a person it's like a marriage so you yeah. forget some certain things until you talk about it and you know what like i live with a cool dude I get the call of my dad. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you you kind of lose appreciation for your parents yes. when you live with them. Yes. And, like, that's something I've learned really when I, like, after I moved out, like, I was, like, texting my dad today a bunch about music, and I was like, why did I never talk to my dad about music? Like, he's into such cool music. It's yeah. crazy, man. Like, like um, me and my mom's relationship didn't, like, begin to be good until, like, uh, I just didn't live with her. Because uh, growing up, uh, me and my mom... 
Like, we just uh, always butted heads with, like, everything, man. Like, yeah, it was just always a struggle, like, with something. So, like, majority of the time, we just spent a lot of time, like, arguing and just, like, disagreeing. But, like, when yeah. I moved out, like, it's just great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, same thing with thing, my brother. Things have changed, you know what I mean? Like, roles are different. Yeah, And, that's... like, it's, like, uh, it's just it's just good, man. You know what I mean? It's a blessing. You yeah. know what I mean? That's exactly to, for you, to have like yeah, a good relationship with my mom because like there was a point in my life where like there was just no relationship at all. Like, yeah, that's you know I mean that's established and that's good and that's fucking great, man. That's, that's a blessing. That's exactly how I was too. It was like to the point where like we would always just butt heads and argue, and so my the way I saw to solve that was to just not like speak to my mom at all, really. And she'd be like, "Hey, like you want to talk?" I'm like, "No, like no, I don't want to talk because mm. we're just gonna argue." And then mm. she's like, "Why don't you ever want to talk to me?" Like. Blah blah blah. Shout out to mom. I love you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shouts out to Jack's mom. I don't know we if she's you. listening right now, and if she is, she's probably mad about the the acid story. Oh, yeah, the acid <laughs> story about Frank Ocean. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna ground me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to yeah, what sorry. I was talking about. Um, so like around it, this back to taking acid. So I took acid for the first <laughs> time when I was 16. Wow. And. Uh, it was some good shit, and like, I was by myself. Were you? Do you think like now? Do you think you were ready for it? So ready, really? I think, like so ready. That's awesome. But I also learned a lot for myself, and I could talk for hours about that. But th- that's not what it's about. But yeah. um, that'll be another episode. I, yeah, later. So, later on, once we're established, we can start talking. I feel about like everyone's epiphany is like hours. so, um, like profound. Like I discovered writing when I read this book. I actually discovered writing when I was in my underwear, just typing on my phone, and I was just writing some really. I was just rhyming. I was talking about very ab- ab- absurd shit, and I was just writing, and and I was like, and when you're tripping and when you do something or create something, you're like, this is the fucking best shit. This makes sense in yes. so many vague ways, yes. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, after, after so, you look in your notes or your photos, and you're like, what the fuck significance did this have? Yeah, so but I read it to time, my, it had I read it to my dad, and he loved it. He supported really? it. He was like, that sounds cool, because that's He's, like self doubt when you come back down. Oh. And he was like, that sounds really cool. I was still in my underwear, by the way. And I was reading it Were you to tri- him in my underwear. I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Balls. Reading poetry to my dad. Wow. <laughs> in my underwear. That's cr- and socks. Because that's the type of relationship we have here. That's Teenage okay? George, that's man. Tight. That's Teenage George. Yeah. Well, he knew, <laughs> he knew me. Me and George oh, yeah. have, known each, have known each other a long, long time, man. I remember seeing this fucking guy in the woods when I was like 12 just Damn, that's really ride around, smoke weed, do it, whatever. Yeah, but I remember it was even like way before I or like I don't know. I started smoking kind of young, but I remember seeing him in the woods, and he was with this kid who was smoking, and he was like, the kid asked me if I wanted to smoke, <laughs> oh and God, I I never smoked yet at this point. No, nah, nah, but 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 let me let me tell you something. George is a real one for this because at this point in my life, I had never touched any like I I didn't uh, smoke yet, and this kid had asked me, and George was like, listen, man. If it's not you, don't do it. And at the time, I've never done it. So I was like, Why is I respect that. Why from the time he was 12? Oh, yeah. Wait, was this, are you saying when? He was 12, I oh, was 14. Okay, oh, okay, still. But it's just crazy. I, I've known this guy for a while, man. Uh, come on, dude. We're all doing it. <laughs> nah, I, but, that would have been not, me. <laughs> George, I, I guess like, 
There was a real one pussy. for that though, because he was just like, you know what, man? Like, don't do it if it ain't you. I mean, yeah. a couple weeks later, I ended up smoking anyway, but that was on my own. Th- <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was on, that was, that was but, that was on my own terms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I went out, I found it, I yeah. brought it back. Like, I didn't want to be the one. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to be the and one. I brought that shit back. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh god, I hate that story, but I love it. It's like cringy. Makes me sound like such a wuss. Uh, but anyway, but no, it was real dude. though. Looking but back, it was real, that man. Was, those were wise was words. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It was good shit. Honestly, that's how. Back, I, that's... To my, back to my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. So you're <laughs> you're you're on acid in your underwear talking talking to, your dad. to my dad and reading poetry. And he's like, oh, that's poetry, and I was like, that's no, it's this is not poetry. And he's like, well, it sounds like it. And I'm like, and I had this like. You know, I was too. I, I felt insecure because I, I, every time I thought of poetry, I thought it was like just people complaining. You know, because I went to these mm-hmm. open mics back in the day, and all I saw they would call it poetry, but in my in my head, in my ignorant like sixteen year old sixteen year old like arrogant head, I was like, that's just complaining. And, you know, but art is art. You know, if you are doing it genuinely, you're doing it. But I just didn't think of it as poetry, in my opinion, and that. And but like he supported it and he was like, keep writing. And I was like and I was still in that acid high and I put pants on and um, <laughs> and then everything changed. Yeah, <laughs> everything changed after that. When I put on pants, I'm like, I, I see why humans wear these things. They're just amazing. <laughs> You know, I'm they the cover your no, whole pants. legs. They're not natural. Both I'm like, legs. I want to just get naked. <laughs> I'm like, but anyways, yeah, I kept with writing and it really, um, I think like just doing it, just doing it and then posting it on Instagram and then having people come out to me, even like stop me walking in the hallways in high school and be like, dude, I saw you've been posting your poetry and I've been writing poetry too. You want to see mine? And I'm like, I'll show you like, yours if you show me mine. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'll show you mine job, if you Jack. show me yours. <laughs> People will read their poetry to me and I was like blown away. Like, I'm like, I, from doing, be feeling just not like just doing what I want, writing and expressing myself, even though it was a very vulnerable thing, you know, and a lot of my close friends, like they unfollowed me. Because they just didn't want to see that shit. Yeah. You well, know? They, 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 they weren't your close I, I friends, love, bro. Yeah, I, and I, they really weren't your friends. Dude, I love shit like that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'll be here waiting for you. Yeah, you know? thanks. And when, when you're ready, you know, I'll be here waiting. <laughs> I, and it was cool to have people in high school and just come out and be like, I, I just started writing poetry too because I saw that you've been doing it. Like I had someone say that to me. I think I said, and I was, I don't know if it was like that, but something along the lines of like when I started sharing it, I was yeah. like, I was like, dude, you've inspired me. Like, Oh, it's like, <laughs> thanks man. Like I, like I said in the very beginning of the podcast, like surrounding yourself with, I, I was always like, I want to be friends with him. You know, he's <laughs> like, thanks man. He would be a good person to be around. Thanks. I think the same as all of you. And I've always thought that if, uh, Darius, I've always wanted to be around him. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to be around you. You know, especially just people who are like willing to go above and beyond of what they're doing and try to advance themselves. And I think that goes to the beginning of the conversation of just yeah. like who you surround yourself is really integral to your own self growth, but also your own self growth and your own creativity. Look at sure. that perfect circle, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to continue done with your poetry? <laughs> <laughs> or is that okay. of the extent of your poetry? Um. 
life uh, or was there a little I more at the end? I could go on and on, but at that point I'd be rambling. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? I'll um. I I want a little me time. I guess I'll I'll talk about my my <laughs> my poetry a little bit. I guess no one tunes in um, to hear you speak, Jack. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> harsh. You're fired. <laughs> this is the last rose, and I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> but yeah, so I, the thing, is a Rick and Morty quote that I love so much, and it's, I'm I'm gonna start it off with that: is school is not a place for smart people. Like, oh yeah, it was agree. like episode one. I, I agree. yeah, I, I um, I hated writing my whole life because I was always forced to write about things that I didn't want to write about, mm. and it wasn't like. It wasn't like an art to me. It was more like a... I have to. A, I have to. I, re- I relate. It's like a project or something. Like, I need to get this done. Like, I can't write what I want to write about. So, like, I was always like, I fucking hate writing. I was always good at it, though. Like, I always, mm. like, got, like, when I when I would try, because that was the thing, is I wouldn't always try, because when I didn't care, I didn't try. So, like, it, if I cared a little bit, or, like, I was, like, forced to, like, y- you have to do good on this, or you're going to fail, and, like, my parents are going to, like, kill me. Like... I would be good at it. And it was like, I'm good at this, but I hate it. And it's mm. like, I never thought like, why? Mm. Like, I never thought, why do I hate this so much? Like, so I never did it recreationally because any time that I had to do it, it was such a chore that it's like, why would I ever want to do that? Not exactly. And so I think a lot of it stem, I mean, almost all of it stems from like caring what people think about me, I guess. Cause like I, I'm like caring what like, my teachers think and my parents and stuff like that. But it was almost like necessary, I guess, in the long run to get to where I am today. So like, I'm not saying like, Oh, I wish I did things different. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Mm. I guess it's like back to the being here now, you know, like enjoying it. But when I got to college, I started like, I took a couple classes that were like interesting to me and I like enjoyed writing about like these like philosophical book that books that I was reading stuff like that and I had a couple like English teachers that were like really really good and they would they they were the ones who pushed us to like write it, it wasn't like write this prompt it was like here's an idea write what you want to write about this idea like mm. like some like love like they would just say like like here write me an essay or write me a poem or write me something about love and then that's when i was like oh my god like because you got the freedom to exactly take it where you want to take it take yeah. it anywhere yeah and it's like those classes i would always have a's in like it, it would be like like 4.0 in those classes but then the classes where it's like read this this and this and then write about like this and this or whatever and it's like oh, or like compare this and this like two things that i don't really care about but when it's two things that i enjoy it's like oh yeah i'll compare the shit out of these two things and yeah. i'll do good with it and then so i started i was always like a very like deep thinker like i started listening to podcasts like you you guys familiar with sam harris I think I've heard familiar of with I the name, so. but I've heard the he name. has the, like people the app recommended me the meditation app. He's really big in the meditation. Oh, that dude. Um, it's called Waking <laughs> Up. The, oh, it's waking, <laughs> up. The waking up. The waking up. The waking up app. His podcast. No, I've, is no called, that's, that's yeah, his, I actually heard pod, of the app. Actually. His podcast is called Waking Up. So that Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell, and uh, Duncan. They would they would talk about these like ideas. Also, um, who's the other dude? Um, Joey Diaz. 
Well, yeah, Joey Diaz, obviously. On the podcast, he's he's or a are you fucking about a different guy. On the podcast, he does on it. You know, on it with Joe. Yeah. Um, he does like all the ayahuasca trips and stuff like that. Do you? Are you? Do you? Aubrey, Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey Marcus. That sounds so familiar. Aubrey Marcus. He's an incredible, inspirational human being. You should check out, like, listen to his podcast. It's really, really good. But he had a um, a podcast. So I'm listening to all these podcasts. I'm like thinking very deeply about things, like all these concepts that I never thought about or never like, I never thought that I could be wrong about things really. And like, there's like more out there than what mm. I have in my like little echo cause echo cosm ecosystem. E- no echo the, chamber. Echo chamber. Oh. Echo chamber. Yeah. Like there's so much more out there. And so I listened to this podcast. It was probably my freshman year of college with my favorite poet in the entire world. His name's In Q. And it's like inquire, mm-hmm. uh, and his um his book. I think I think he has one book. It's called Inquire Within, and so he he basically talks about this writing like short writing retreat that they did like for beginners, and he was like, y- "You are a poet. Like everyone can be a poet. Anyone can be a poet. Like you just." It's really easy, too. Like, people think it's hard, but it's easy. Like, stop what you're doing right now. This is a little challenge to anyone who's listening, too. Like, do this. Stop what you're doing right now, right? Stop listening to and our podcast. Yeah, like, hit it, put, it on pa- put it on pause after I finish speaking. I don't, I don't know if anyone's <laughs> going to do this, but for the future, people come back and listen to this. This is for you. Stop what you're doing and just think about what you're feeling and thinking and just, like, put it to paper. It doesn't have to rhyme, right? Mm-hmm. It can rhyme. Like it doesn't have to be A B A B. It doesn't have to be like A A B B. Whatever. Like you can do it if it fits in that, but it doesn't have to. Like you don't have to. You're kind of like limiting yourself almost in poetry when you like try to make it something rather yeah. than just making it. And so I li- I was listening to that podcast and he said that, and it was like I stopped and I just like started writing and I was like, oh fuck and then i listened to that podcast like five times like over and over and over again like i wanted to soak up every single little thing he said and they're they're both poets so i I started like being interested in poetry listening to aubrey's podcast because he would like read a poem every once in a while and like it wasn't his main thing but like he just wrote poems and like enjoyed reading them and so he had an q on it and then it was like whoa like there's this whole like universe of thought in my mind that i haven't tapped into at all that and like i haven't person. <laughs> done anything with yeah yeah it's it, like a muscle man like you express it you know what i mean and then exactly. you, s- you start to express it over again and again and, and you know and so the same goes stronger, stronger, yeah. begins yeah. to like be the, fluent the, everyone can make music everyone can make poetry I'm sorry exactly exactly no nah, but exactly yeah though. no i hate so when someone says oh, like oh you know i'm not talented or oh I don't have this or that because like, nah, shut, shut up. Like you could do it. Like yeah. I promise you, you can like, it's, you don't got to have some type of special gift to do this or learn that. Like, like I said, hit that fuck it button. Hit the fuck it button. Do it. Like just do it. I got something to say. It's like, I don't ever want to be a good enough musician to feel like I, I deserve to only play with a specific uh, amount of people because they're good enough to play with me. Yeah. I, my favorite thing is playing with people that don't know what they're doing. Like that is my favorite thing. Like or people who just doesn't who yeah, we don't care what their what their creative process is. It's that they just this. let go. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like that is my favorite when some people are like discovering things while playing. Dude, that's it. 
it's all day long it's like happening to me it's incredible like i'm just like i'll just be like playing a scale and then it's like oh i could just play it a little different and it sounds like it's a song yeah Yeah. it's amazing that you say that because i'm the exact opposite i love playing with people who are multiplicatively better than me all the time like i like that too because like i'm always i'm like learning and stuff and that's that's the amount of pressure that i am comfortable with because like i you know it it just that makes me feel like all right i gotta i gotta bring my a game if i'm working Mm. with these dudes and they'll also they'll all these better musicians will uh like teach me stuff or like i'll learn stuff just by watching them play and stuff and darius what you said it's like a muscle like when it comes to the way you think and how you perceive music and just creativity like the more you do it you're the stronger you're gonna gonna be it i like people's ideas the most i think like even if you're like playing with johnny like johnny smith Mm -hmm. shout out to johnny but i was like yo play something fucking hard like i want you to like put on that fuzz and just play something hard and we were doing it i was like yeah you know, like, and I, even I think at times with Darius, he would come up with a baseline. So, like, what the, I think the last time we jammed, you came up with this fucking baseline. It was funky. Like, it was yeah, some funky you, shit. And you wrote it prior, and then we just played it, and it was like a whole different song at when we played it again. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just like really cool to. I love ideas. I love when someone has an idea, and we're like, okay, what should we do with it? should I play a guitar or like we do this or like, Oh, we should harmonize. And it's like, I love that like collaborative effort. There's such a, there's such a static in the air when everyone in the room gets excited about an idea and you start like bouncing off each other. And like it, it it creates this just fucking rad energy. The idea is is the foundation to like the, you know what I'm saying? So like the, the, the project or like the, the music is like the house, you know what I mean? Like the idea is, is um fuck what the fuck was i saying <laughs> i just Music said it's it. like a house the, the idea the idea is, is like the it's like the foundation, foundation you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's just like that first thing that comes about and then time yeah, like to bring it to scale. reality and and bring it like to the physical world because like the idea starts in the brain you know what i mean you start playing something doing something like that brings it to the to the real life like to the physical world and like you just build off of that and that's great man I, oh sorry it's quick um i forget if it was you or kristen beale it was probably both honestly who said to me and this is something that I now believe and like really think is important that like jamming is like the best way to improve yeah, as a musician. It is. Yeah. And is. like playing with other people. Yeah, it definitely I love, is. I, I used to be like a snob and just only want to play with like certain people. And that, you know, even that mindset limits you. And then just you're playing it, you're, you're getting limited to who you're playing with. So I think like. And it sounds like an ego thing, like, oh, I like playing with people who are, yeah. like, I'm better than, you know, because I like feeling better than everyone else. And it's like, no, it's yeah. not that either. It's then like, just I just like playing with really. anybody. Like, if you want to do something, that's my favorite thing to do is play music. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like a social thing. Like, we're having a conversation. Yeah. But making sounds. Like, we. Nah, music is like another uh, form of uh, communication or like expression i mean obviously yeah. expression but yeah. almost like communication because when you're jamming with other people you know what i mean like you feel that you know you're what like, i mean like you're, you're music? communicating because like you kind of like play how you with feel body language right. so yeah. you're you're communicating your feelings with each other almost and like playing along with each other it's, it's very primitive it's too. amazing yeah. you bring that up M- music is the universal language have you ever like just like so true. listened to a song that is written in a language you don't speak oh all the time bro. it's ama- it's, it's all incredible because it's like i you, you can feel what it's going for. Mm-hmm. You know what it the is. The key changes. What kind of keys are they playing with? Exactly. Like, and then, oh, 
also they're using this progression. It's the sound sad. carries the mood. Exactly, you know I mean? and then also listen to. I love listening to Eastern music a, a lot. Oh man, um, because the a lot of Eastern cultures with music and how how their music theory has evolved is not necessarily in the same 12 tone equal temperament as western music so they have a different idea of scales it's not you know, johnny smith was actually i was just having a okay. conversation with him the other day and he was just breaking that down for me oh about the uh, temp- different temperaments and yeah, stuff like that yeah. it's it's outstanding because like you know there are you know, in some Eastern cultures, like we have our the most common time signature in Western music is four four, but that could be weird to another culture and, and yeah. stuff like that. And just seeing that and realizing it, but then ex- but experiencing it is is just awesome because they are not only even if there's a vocalist singing in a language that I don't understand or don't speak, but they're playing in a style of music that I am foreign to and don't understand, but I can still feel exactly what they're trying yeah. to communicate. Maybe I, not exactly, but, you know. Feel I love, like, style. time signatures of, like, African rock music. Like, there was this one melody of this Ethiopian riff, uh, Ethiopian, like, group, and the riff was like, and I figure it out and it was just like i love this and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a you know like a you know like a six four that typically western people would play like one two three four five six one two three four five six i think like a lot western culture we we address the six four as like something like la 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 whereas like I feel like African music, their approach to the six four is very fast. Like one two three four five six one two three four five six right. one and two and three four and, and you could do like eighth notes and sixteenth notes, right? Because both of them are, both of them have or feel like they're kind of swung in a way. Yeah, like at least the examples you provided, like one two three four five six and whatever, it's kind of swung. And then the uh, like that uh, the African Ethiopian, beat, yeah, yeah, Ethiopian, yeah, you, that you mentioned. It's it kind of sounds in, in the same. <clears throat> swung ish kind of vein but yeah. it almost feels like it's like six eight yeah or maybe even faster i don't know I, definitely faster it's, yeah. It, yeah it's nuts man i love that it's cool and like it, they're more syncopated they're more oh, that's yeah, what it definitely. is it's the rhythms are more syncopated in sometimes eastern cultures or like uh or just in in africa like they they are like the master of syncopation and like that's what i'm learning and when i when i'm studying syncopation my dad's like, it sounds like you're just doing military beats, like because it's just all different kinds of rudiments. And yeah, whatnot. and it's just boring. But like, and I ha- and he's like, why do you even do it? And I'm like, well, here, I'll, I'll let you know. So imagine a four-four song, mm-hmm. and it's like one, two, three, four, and one, two, three, four. I could take that and be like one and two, three and four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11 12 13 14 15 you know like yeah, yeah and you can and even how you say it and like there's a have you ever heard about eastern like language of how you like before you play the tabla they give you uh you, you have to say it before you play it that's the that's their ph- philosophy so like quarter notes is ta 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 eighth notes taka 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 triplet notes Takida, 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 and then like sixteenth notes. Takidimi, 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 takidimi. 
That's and then so like, cool. Yeah, and then like Takidimi Takida, Takidimi Takida, Takidimi Takatakatakiti, and you could just fuck around with that by yourself, and then you're just like, oh, I got a song. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I never heard of that. That's rad, man. That's something I do a little bit. I mean, I kind of hopped in, like in the middle of that. But something I do when I practice bass a little bit mm-hmm. is like always like switch it up, kind of, and like go into like different notes, different like like some ghost notes and like stuff. That. I yeah. love hitting ghost oh, notes. Ghost um, notes are the best. Yeah, dude. that's that's how you add the the funk. And, and then also funk, that, in yeah. addition with that, like Choke. talking about like saying what you're doing and stuff is when I'm like playing scales. I'll, I'll like say each note do, re, mi, as so, I la, ti, do, play it, or like like C or just say C D yeah because it like it makes me like memorize the keys more you know yeah you I think that's like really and same thing when I'm playing bass like with the notes like I'm like whatever I'm playing you might appreciate this Jack the one thing that helped me a lot on bass is very similar about saying what you're playing but literally and I actually learned it from Flea. Because uh, he spoke about it in an interview once, so Dad. like if you're just like jamming around, be like do 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 do, and like actually do it to yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. cool. Is that if you watch a video of Flea just doing like a jam or something on YouTube, look closely at his mouth. He's do he does it all the time. Like it's, re- it's actually really cool. Yeah, uh, I love that. Then you're like better at like singing along with it. Too, right. right? Is that the aim? It also hel- it helps with your mental map of your instrument. Okay. And like stuff. I mean, body. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like singing too, right? You look at <laughs> Medeski Martin Wooded, the organ player, man. Mm-hmm. Not he's literally saying everything he's playing. He's like, and like, he d- luckily he doesn't have a microphone. Imagine they just singled out the microphone. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I feel like <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like that that'd be fucking me, crazy. You know, Jacob Collier. Oh god, uh, yeah, what a l- absolute legend! That I reminds me of like him how he he's like sings sometimes with like he's a long, genius. Like it's like he's like singing exactly what he's playing, kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah, he's genius. He's a fucking genius. So I mean, his music is I'm not crazy about, but yeah, hey, he's yeah. a genius. I yeah. I can't like get into it, into it really. It's like too, I, I like listen much. to the album and it's just like so much. But like I can like when I see him like when I watch like live videos or something. That's I'm, when I'm, it's like, interesting. Wow. It becomes like an education piece. Yeah, there's a lot of musicians that I have a lot of respect for, but I personally don't like their music that much. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? But like there's still talent. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so like I, sure. I, I you Dream gotta respect theater. it sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dream theater. Oh, really? you're not a big fan of Dream Theater? Too much for me. Yeah. But like, you like respect that they're all fucking like they're crazy. amazing musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same. Like, um, what's his name? Mike Mike Portnoy. Yeah, he's just a psycho drummer. He's, yeah, he's amazing. But like, yeah, I I like Dream Theater, but they're yeah, I don't listen to them all the time. It and there's a lot of like jazz legends sometimes where it's like I get it, but I just don't want to. I'm not into it. Like who? Keith Jarrett. Amazing oh, okay. piano player, you know, like legend. His music, it's just too much. Mm, like it's great, his skill, amazing. But the music, I'm just like, am I gonna listen to this every day? No. no. Yeah. It's like, it just but be, like then yeah. John Coltrane, he's an amazing saxophone player, and I love it. Yeah. But like, for, but I guess it's because it's so sincere. What he's yeah. playing is what he fucking means. And then he just did free jazz, and he's just doing, like, noise. He's just not even believing in the note, what he's playing. He's just just doing what he wants. Coltrane's a champion. Yeah. Love Supreme. I I recommend it. And also, that whole – that fun fact about a Love Supreme I found out is that, like, a Love Supreme, where that came from, was just the Allah Supreme. 
Allah Supreme, Allah Supreme, and then he just changed it to the Love Supreme because you know our country is very. I can save it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I wanted to circle back to the idea of uh, writing uh, and stuff, um, which is funny because I had an experience in high school where I took a creative writing class in my senior year, and it didn't go well uh, because. I wish I kind of had your experience, Jack, where they just gave you like a very broad prompt. You could take it wherever you wanted. That was in college. Or, well, still, either way. um, It it, it was, you know, terrible because first there was nothing like that. It was just telling us about I was just being taught old traditional styles of writing. They'd be like, all right, uh, you have until next week to write a limerick or, or like do a fucking... I don't even remember. Limerick was the only one I, I remember because it was like funny and kind of dumb. But all those kinds of or like uh, next you haven't you have one week to write a haiku and stuff. And I'm like, I, I guess. But and then I I, I went had so much fun with those. Yeah, it's, I mean, it I was, mean, it's it's circling back to I like writing about things that you when it came don't to that, write about. I hated high school, never taking it seriously. But with the creative writing, it was creative writing. So I just I just did like dirty, like dumb. And I, I got along with the. The teacher. So when I was writing haikus, it was like I pissed and shitted. <laughs> Felt good. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> beautiful. And, and and he, he would just. Sh- I, I would just wait until he reads it, and he would just be like, <laughs> and it was hilarious. The just syllable him, counts like, good, so I gotta give you an A. <laughs> it was creative. <laughs> I mean, well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, it was it was informative. I thought it was interesting, but I, uh, I, I couldn't get behind that the whole like structure of all the traditional styles of yes. things. And like, I wanted to write and I had ideas, but it didn't fit into what we were doing. So mm. therefore it's like, I want to be creative. And my teacher's like, you can't be it, technically like, you know, obviously that wasn't said directly to yeah, me, but yeah. that's kind of what the situation felt like. Yeah. No one learns by compulsion. Exactly. And now, but then I came to the idea. I was like, all right, I, I, I sat down with my teacher at the time. I was like, Hey, would it be all right if I did my writing, uh, because we would have to like get up in front of class and do and read whatever we wrote. I was like, it was okay if I did my musically, and they were like, no. And I was like, why? <laughs> it doesn't make this sense. Is a creative writing. Class. And it was like, well, y- you can take one of the other music classes. And I was like, you know what? I will. So, <laughs> so I dropped the class and I went to music. Uh, but I-, I thought that was ridiculous because I feel like that should be sh- that should be some uh, extra credit or something. Yeah. Like right. Shit. I like, <laughs> I-, I heard I heard like a, I don't know if it's true. It could be a myth or something, but I heard that the word rap it came from the uh, abbreviation of rhythm and poetry. So I makes maybe. sense. It, but so I was like, it's one and one. Like why? Poetry. Why it's yeah. one and the same? Why? Why can't I be musical in this creative writing class? So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm just gonna not come to this class anymore. <laughs> I had so much fun. They were like, write your own play. And I was like, cool. What? I wish I had that. <laughs> I was like, I just wrote about a murder. It was great. And I get murdered. I just wanted to be one who was murdered. Man. My high school the worst creative writing. And it sounds so cool. My teacher, I was like, I've always wanted to be murdered. So I'm writing this. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> what, the, like, what the fuck? They send you to school. Bro. Honestly, I wish I, I used to go if to that improv classes. Now? And I love that shit. You went to improv classes? At seven. I only Damn. went for like two months. But I was a really like insecure kid. And I quit. But like, um, shit. I miss, I miss it. Like, I feel like I would thrive in doing acting or like some other shit because I just love like 
That's it. That's music. Being, to me. It's like yeah, it's creativity. I would yeah. like to act honestly. Just, yeah. like, that's just dope. Instant creativity. There, like, there will I feel be... like improv. Like I would love to learn those tools of improv and bring that to like just even social settings. Like okay, guys, let's gather around and we gotta act like an animal that you think of. And what do you think it would sound like? Let's go, go. What would a d- dolphin sound like? You know and. Mm-hmm. What's up, that wasn't bad, Jack. <laughs> and it would just be great. And I love, I love doing shit like that. Like when you're on the spot and you're like, "Be a dolphin, okay." Yeah. <laughs> there, there's definitely, I'll uh, definitely hit you up, hit you guys up. There's gonna be some like, I'm hoping to do some like funny like, maybe little mini like sketch comedy skits That'd stuff like that with like acting and stuff. So I I'll, love I'll that. I'm with it. Actors. I'm with it. And I don't I'm care totally how fucking that. good you are. I don't care if you're fucking dog shit. Let's do it's it. It's just going to be to have fun and fuck around. Yeah. Fuck it. Try and make people laugh. Give people something to like consume in between Honestly, podcasts. if we just make ourselves laugh, I'm yeah, cool that, with that. Dude, that's exactly. all, that's all that's you need. Literally, that's all I like because I've been like having so many ideas where it's like I'm like writing these ideas down and like think like visually like seeing them like two three people like doing this skit and it's like yeah. fucking hilarious to me and that's like really all that matters at this point <laughs> you bring know, it to reality bro yeah yeah I, no let's reality. we'll that's, make it happen that's soon. a thought i did um, were you the kid happen. that like never wanted to read in class yeah yes really? i was yeah. i you was for sure oh no i i, 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 I failed I so many classes because of that because I, I, I couldn't so, stand up in front of a class i had no self-confidence at all ever like until like a year or two ago like zero like i fucking hated myself and so like I feel Any, like me talking, me speaking, like, Hearing like I, I didn't even like talking. Like I hated like my ideas too, because I just like hated everything. Like mm. I, everything was just bad, but like now, now it's not the case anymore. So, mm. uh, and then th- that actually kind of circles back to the, the Buddhism that we were talking about in the beginning is like just being grateful f- that all of that happened and being grateful for the bad because of the good. You the know, bad is like, great, man. Like some of the worst times of my life are are honestly the best because it led to me being here today, and that's fucking great. You know, what I mean? yeah, man. Shout outs to Blue Boy Burr, Lil Burr. We were he was on the other day, and mm-hmm. he was talking about the pr- uh, uh, latest project that he released on Apple Music, and it's like it was from like the darkest time of his life, and he was like saying that he was basically thankful for it because it created this like. Banger. Ca- ca- this like banger and like character of like that song of Lil Fox, Burr. Dude. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. so I thought that was really cool and, yeah. uh, and uh, somewhat relevant. Uh, I so dig that though. I, I got something I relevant it. to that though. Okay. Um, I have um, just grab me when you're ready to okay. say that. Um, I have two two things that I want to do. I feel like we could sit here all fucking night. I kind of want to hang out and like jam a little bit. I feel like we'll definitely do another one eventually. I unfortunately can't oh. stay too long, but oh. I, yeah, I got work. Okay. No, cool. but, um, I got, I got things. something, uh, what we were talking about before is that like, I think what we experience in, in these hard ass fucking moments, I felt like everything that I've done was a cathartic, was cathartic for me at some point. Music, writing, before like even really thinking about it as like some serious thing. I felt like I, I understood to its full extent till I went through some shit recently. And like, I was like, wow, I really use music and poetry as like some cathartic expression for me to just process things. And I, uh, long story short, maybe I told this to y'all, but like I recently was talking to a girl, we were talking, 
And um, she was like, oh, let's go to Boston. We go to Boston. She hooks up with a girl, and she's basically hooking up with her in front of me. I I just, like, get super uncomfortable, like any guy would when you're talking to a girl, and she's just, like, overcrossing some boundary that you established with her. And it just sucked. I drove all the way to Boston and just watched this girl hook up with another person in front of me. And I was, like, freaking out. That's when going you start the throttle. And, like, I didn't, I didn't even freak out on her i didn't like call her names or anything i was just like all i said was i was uncomfortable and i'm hurt and then she like condemned me for it i was like this is weird and it was like the most emotionally abusive time of my life i've never been so emotionally abused by someone but i just was like i've been through this before so i was just laughing at it (laughs) (laughs) i was i had a clearer vision this time but like when i was going through it and like everything was going down and i was at this apartment in this most uncomfortable situation <laughs> Shit. hearing them just like hooking up and I'm like by myself and I'm like, this is the, like, I feel like this feels scripted. So I was like writing some shit and it's fucking dark. I don't even relate to this. I haven't read this since I wrote it. Yeah. So really? you guys ready for this? It's dark. Let shit. Me hear yeah, it, it's, here. it's here. Already. It's called, uh, I'm not much into politics. I'm not much into politics. Then again, I find myself not much into anything. Disinterested. Dissatisfied. My heart beats faster than my mind can think. My heart beats faster than a ship would sink. Sometimes I like to bathe in my misery with, within my own pool of silence. I say things to people like, I'm just tired. I say things to people like, don't worry. I say a lot of things I wish, I've, wish I have gone and said. I'm not much into politics, but I'll say anything at this point, though. I feel like I can relate to that um, I, I, at a specific time in my past. Yeah, yeah, like, you posted I can that, relate. right? I, yeah, I, I, I remember, I remember I was like, reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. That yeah, a, I like that. that okay. What was the last line again? Uh, I'm not much into politics, but I'll say anything at this point. I love that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love when things circle around. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did you yeah. have another one that you wanted? To oh, I have other ones. But I mean, yeah, okay. dark man. All right, it's very like you know what, self hatred. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what. I like. I used to write. Um, I guess like more poetry a couple years ago, <laughs> but um, poetry was something for me uh, to express myself in a in another way other than music. But poetry was. Mm. It was. Uh, I felt it, that way too. It was an outlet, but I feel like all my poetry was like dark. Like, I didn't really have any happy poetry because it was mainly just me trying to express my pain or something, mm. or like my, my discomfort. But Do you think um, it would be different now if you did it again? Yes. Because, like, I the mean, place that you're in? Not for me. I mean... Really? Nah. Um, really? I don't, I don't really know. It's my outlet for, like, my own pain. I can't be... I can never be happy and just be like, I'm happy, not crappy. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. I feel that. Mine, mine aren't... Mine used to be really, 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 really dark. And I'll, like, eventually I'll, like, read that or post it somewhere like, or whatever. You guys make like, me want to dig up my fucking poems, Yeah, man. dude. Do you have any on your phone? I, uh, I literally only... Actually, yes, I do. Here, somewhere. You want to pull something? Maybe see if you can find something while yeah, I... Yeah, man. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read two. I shared both of these with George. He's heard them before. Um... If the grammar's bad, it's because they're, like, first draft. And if they're bad, it's also because they're first draft. But you know what? Fuck, I don't We're care. We're not judging. Uh, yeah, well, whatever, Just whatever, whatever. damn poem. All right. 
Anger comes from confusion, from living life in the delusion, a constant state of execution. There is something that can relieve you from this confusion, but you must put yourself on display for persecution. I just like got caught up in that because I wrote can relieve you from the confusion, but that wouldn't make sense. I don't know. But that that's what I got. Um, that was cool, man. Darius, you got anything? Yeah, man. I found this one. Uh, I wrote this is uh, 2019, but it just it's a short, simple one. It says it's funny when you look back at life and miss all the things you didn't like a sacred, holy, special peace to who you used to be an achy heart in the sense of silence with thoughts of anger and younger violence. A toast of death to the peace that left. Damn. Yo, that's fuck. Damn. Damn, that was good. That's, that's good. I love, I that. love that. Right on, man. That was good. Damn. I'm trying to look. Makes me want to write some more poetry, man. Honestly, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. All right. So if you're still here, if you're interested in getting into meditation, I want to put this here for people who are interested, haven't done it at all. It's extremely beneficial. I mean, can do you? Um, I meditate every day. Yeah. Uh, so I think we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, I don't Just speak to the benefit of it. To be honest, um, I don't meditate super long. Meditation is something that, um, I would like, and I'm trying to build more into, but, um, I, every, every morning I wake up, um, after I stretch, I'll do like a quick meditation, like 15, 20 minutes. Um, I'll just focus on my breath that's and just, good. just ground yeah, that's myself that's and like, then that's just get on with my I mean, day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like that's also where uh, it comes in, like saying like my thank yous and being thankful and just yeah. like because already doing that, like it, it gets my mind in the right place. And then once I sit down and then once I'm starting to meditate, like I'm, I'm in the right state of mind. But like, uh, I don't know, there's always things to let go of. There's always things that we're holding on to. So mm-hmm. uh, that just helps me in the morning. Just I don't know. Just get the day started. You know? Yeah, there's always. You can always do it like it goes hand in hand with like mindfulness and like being aware of things that are happening yeah and just like kind of making mental notes like if you say you're driving and you get angry and you're like i just got really angry and like it's good to be it's good to stay to notice that but that's that's when it comes to being at the observer point exactly Exactly. yeah like like being at the observer's point i started i started doing this little thing where you go for a walk and you just focus. It's like body meditation kind of thing. You focus on the feeling in your feet, like the progress. The sensation. The That's sensation. walking meditation. Yeah. 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 The sensation between like your heel to the tips of your toes and then pushing. And like you just sit and like really hone in on it. And it brings like so much clarity. It's ridiculous. Like I, I can't speak enough for how important and beneficial meditation is. So mm. on that note, um, <coughs> Let's all sit back. Sit back. Usually, um, I mean, like, preferably we would be on the ground, yeah, cross-legged, straight back. Yeah. And uh, because that's how you get proper airflow. Mm-hmm. You want to really roll your shoulders back and, like, pre- present your chest kind of yeah. in a way. And then... Because could- that's... It's just like it's good to breathe with straight back when you're just relaxing. Yeah, you're closed off. It, yeah, I, exactly. I, I didn't mean relax, like, you know. So straight up and down, uh, like have a soft focus. Either close your eyes or don't. You can do it with them open or you could close them. Um, start to take deep breaths in and out. And just 
feel the sensation in your nose, in your chest, up and down, in and out. Just breathe. You can count the breaths. One in, two out. One in, out, doesn't really matter. And as thoughts come to you, notice them, but don't spend time thinking about them and go back to counting. One, two, one, two. Try to keep on your mind the idea of inhaling, feeling all the air come into you, exhaling, emptying out, keeping your posture. Once again, as they always do, thoughts will arise. Note them as thoughts and then let them pass. Focus on the breath. So this is one form of meditation. We're going to pass it over to George for another. Keep in mind this one as well while you're doing the other. Since we don't have time for a whole body scan, I'd rather just do the face. We could just start from the top of the head. And you don't have to close your eyes all the way. You could, when you look at a statue of Buddha, his eyes are not fully closed. They're slightly open, looking down. And that helps you not get into the habit of falling asleep while you're or thinking of sleep when you're meditating. So we're going to take three deep breaths through the nose, only through the nose, not through out the mouth, only through the nose. So inhale. Hold it. Exhale. Again, inhale softly. Exhale softly. One more. Let's put intention into it. Inhale. Exhale softly as slowly as possible. So we're going to stop. start at the top of the head. And just scan, what, what does the, the head feel like objectively, not emotionally? Just a subtle sensation, heat sensation, or just nothing. You don't have to say any kind of sensation. You don't want to think too much about it. And we're just going to take a few seconds with that. And slowly go down to the eyes. Dry sensation, heat sensation, subtle gross
you could just scan the face as slowly as possible. And what this teaches you is dealing with reality as it is, then as you like it to be, but with your body. Thank you, everybody. We're good. Thank you for uh, tuning in. And thank you for joining this meditation, if you did. But if you didn't, we we're not judging. Thank you, George. That was beautiful. Hey, yo, thank you guys uh, for having me, man. It was a pleasure. It was a great time. I so hope fun. you guys come back soon. I hope yeah, so, absolutely. too, man. Thank always keep on the grind, man. I support everything you guys do, you know what I'm saying, on the Instagram, YouTube. I support it. So just keep going, bro. Uh, keep if you going. guys want to do your plugs real quick i'll put them before all of the shit that <laughs> no one probably listen to uh what, what do you mean like plugs like like your social your medias, social media is like, like music streaming anywhere. platforms what you're on what you're doing what's coming up anything all right man so uh you can find me on all platforms everywhere at zero two Dero, that's zero spelled out. Number two, then Dero, D-E-R-O. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, everywhere. Google me, Bing me, do whatever you want. I'm everywhere, and uh, plenty of music coming out. I got two singles dropping this December and possibly a mini project or another single, but you'll find that out. Yeah. Nice. George? Uh, you can f find me at blackjack underscore raven on instagram it's all that i have maybe in the future we'll have what i texted you about this didn't you have a account for your writing is that yeah i'm leaving that personal um uh, do i know that i think i follow it but i do. forget what it is Liter literary dysfunction okay <laughs> i could cut that out if you want no, you're to. good all right but, um yeah you could just find me just i'm Posting sometimes just my progress with ideas or just piano, but we I don't know where that will go. I'm okay with that, but hit me up the jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the man. Jam. I'm down all, to jam. I also highly recommend all of you follow their Instagrams at the very least. They post really cool stuff on their stories. Um, it, stuff that I always repost, like very like really good like life advice stuff like random shit you know it's just all always, always support good. man always, always support. good content anything that's at the end of the day things um, are important everything is love you know what i mean everything Fuck is yeah. love here so nothing oh, but yeah. love on the instagram accounts for these two and nothing but love Thanks, here yeah. on local acts only thank you all for joining us thank you you too and uh let's go jam
Let's do it, man. Or <laughs> jamming. I'm down for a jam. I'm I'm ready for a jam right now. I need a bogey. Well done, <laughs> boys. That was. You get what I was going for now? Peace in the world. No, I mean, I, I, to, to be honest, to 